In a world, four friends, one mission, to bring freedom to everyone involved. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? Doing a thing for the podcast. Dude, just say the name. Fine. It's the Freedom Friends Podcast. Jesus Christ, we fucked up this week. Holy fuck. Good Bad God. choices were made. <laughs> Dude. What's up, everybody? It is the Freedom Friends Podcast. As always, we are the Freedom Friends. Coming at you, not even fucking close to live, from not the Warfighter close. Tobacco Studios. In beautiful San Antonio, Texas. That's right. Woo. Did you see that Woo. handoff? Son of a bitch, only God took us 30 damn. episodes to get that nailed down. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that and Mikey and I just spent the last 72 hours cuddling. That's so. true. Wow. Yeah, we, we had some snuggle Wait a minute. Time. I was told it was a struggle snuggle. It yeah. was. He didn't oh, okay. want to. Oh, okay. Say, excuse me, sir. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were <laughs> the prude in this you know, you know what the great friend? equalizer to a struggle cuddle is? Huh. The ether bunny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> true. Uh, true. Those of you watching uh, on the podcast will notice a probably a familiar face uh, in the in the uh, the veteran space I world. Think that depends on which face he's wearing. That's very true. Uh, a man of many talents. Mr. Jack Mandeville. Merhaba! <laughs> Thank you for having me, gentlemen. No, thanks for coming out, man. Yeah. Seriously. I think it's and awesome. of course, you also have Jazz, Scott, John, and myself. The and the four producers. mediocre idiots that put on this shit show. Yeah. <laughs> and then the only two actually working on the show are production team over there via behind the board so that we can smoke and drink and act like idiots. Yep. Brought to you all from Crave out in Bandera. If you <laughs> for all your CBD needs, thank you for giving us money. We appreciate you. Or one of <laughs> or and, any one of Brandon's other seven fucking and, businesses yes. that he's decided. We, we yes. are being uh, brought to you on new equipment this week that was yeah. uh also what true. A, There's a, the, that's if we how the, sound better the money this week, was spent. Yeah. it's because uh, Hamrick Enterprises, or whatever the fuck is, <laughs> one of his LLCs is called, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, we actually sound better thanks to him. So, Brandon, if you're listening to this show, which you're probably not. But probably not. Hey. But we, we love appreciate you, buddy. you anyways. We love you. We appreciate it. Thank and you And I'm just waiting much. for the next mustache ride. That's all it's... Uh, but it comes out. Look no, at the no. stash on Mandeville. Though. Yeah, Jack. You're, it's pretty basic right now. Yeah. It's pretty good though. It's, it's, I appreciate kind of, it. It's kind of Cronkite-ish. It's Tom Selleck-esque. Yeah. I will take all those compliments. Right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually growing it out for uh, a part right now. So yep. yeah, I, I have it for at least another month because well, you're an actor. Is it a, is an it a, is it a vet TV I'm a thespian? Uh, yeah, it's for a vet TV nice, role. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Good friends over there at Vet TV. They're great guys. Uh, I've been trying to uh, convince uh, Dan or Tim to get uh, a whole crew of you out there. We're filming the shop season two in a few weeks. Oh, nice. yeah, I've been trying to, you know, it could be a work thing. Go out there, kind of learn best practices from those guys and come hang out on set for a few days. I hope you guys can be out there. Dude, I would. It's I would been a while since I've been on an actual production set and. Like I would literally stand in the corner just to be like, oh yes. No, we're yeah. in California. And all, and all free food. Too. A real set again. Hey, dude, I'm a crafty you fucking whore. Jerk yeah. out the you have whole time no fucking People idea. don't realize the best part about being on a film set it's is it's the food. Oh my god, yeah. it's so good. There's always food there. Always, always food and drinks. Yeah, crafty Ooh. is. I'm a crafty nice. whore. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, uh, that's not that's not a San Diego, right? Uh, they're. I believe their company, the production company's headquartered out of San Diego. They typically film around L.A. or Riverside there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Studio City. Studio City. Yeah. Um, I think Riverside cut them a good deal, so they, they're able to uh, uh, film a lot of stuff up there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Nice. Well, Donnie and all them over there, they're good guys. Yeah. So, so uh, to not break with tradition, 
I'm going to go ahead and kick it that's off. That's one thing you don't do. You don't fuck with tradition. You don't fuck, you don't with, fuck tradition. with tradition. I yeah. have a joint question for the bearded wonders over there. Uh, <laughs> roll from the right to the left. There you go. Oh, that's, different that's worse to live question. by. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can sleep hole to hole or, or pole to pole, but, but you, you cannot, cannot sleep hole to hole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are words to live by too. Yeah. <laughs> How was y'all's weekend? Because you went on an adventure. We did. John oh, and I had a, quite the adventure, didn't we, John? It, yeah, I had. Uh, it's pretty much an adventure of a lifetime. It really not was. Gonna lie. These uh, two went hog calling, and not uh, in the way most of our audience is going to know that yeah. phrase. We didn't go hogging in the traditional sense of uh, hogging. No. Yeah, <laughs> we went out. We went on a hog hunt. We did. Uh, the fine people at Hero Sports put on a put on a knife and dog hog hunt. Yes, and, and uh, uh, it was out the, rowdy. the dude. It was the fucking savage out in uh, in uh, Bryan, Texas, just north of College Station yep. at the Caraba Ranch. Yeah, um, great people out there. Amazing people. Yeah, had a great time. But yeah, the uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, what a dog and knife hunt consists of. It's pretty self-explanatory off um, that title. But-, but but rule number one, they're like, uh, you guys brought guns, right? We're like, yeah. They're like, cool, leave them in the truck. And I'm like, we're, we're like, what? what? <laughs> we're hunting. We're hunting pigs. Like, it's like they I know w- veterans. Yeah, I'm like, I want to. Yeah. I want a sidearm. And they're not, like, no. And we're not talking about like. Babe, either. No, like, these, these are, are like two hundred pound hogs. fucking oh, yeah. angry Dude, feral hogs. Yeah, these are fucking beasts of fucking ill yeah. purport. Yeah, some Akuna Matata looking motherfuckers. I heard that that real fat one was a big screamer, huh? Yeah, there was some big yeah, screamers. There were some, yeah. yeah. some screamers. There were some screamers. But um, I heard you turned them all into squirters, which is impressive, boys. Mine was definitely really a squirter. Impressive. Yeah, John definitely. decided to reach Mine in was more and of a grab gusher. a soul. It was more I of did. a I snatched the fucking soul out of that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. everybody else was kind of pussyfooted. John right. did not fuck around. So break it down by hate style. I had to let out. What is, uh, a, so the, what is a dog and knife hunt? So I'll, I'll break that down, then we'll go into how amazing... Um, the the hosts and handlers and and dogs the dogs were i've been a lot a lot of working dogs i've been around a lot of police military um i've been the guy in the bite suit fucking countless times uh these dogs were by far the top dogs that i've ever worked with my entire life they were some of the most impressive animals i've ever seen it was insane you know uh, um long story short and how it works out um we 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 crack a beer yeah, at eight it's o'clock in the morning, sit in the back of a side by side. I like this already. Yeah, it's fucking great. And so far, I'm in. This is unlike any hunting experience I've Normally ever. Normally, you're like in a blind. You're quiet. Like, Jesus Christ! Shh, would you just explain what a dog and knife has in first? Yeah, then yeah. You can yeah. Tell your story. So, um, so uh, I just get so excited over there. It was, it was amazing. You it's have the dog. Crazy, so you have dude. the dog handler, right? The dog handler has uh, two sets of dogs. He has tracking dogs, and then they have they call them bulldogs, but they're not bulldogs. Bulldogs. No, He's like, oh yeah, was. these are my bulldogs, and I'm thinking of Scott's bulldogs. Like, I'm like, there's no bulldogs. fucking Taco, way. Have, yeah. yeah, I'm well, like, there's no way Taco's those bulldogs are taking out really a killer. <laughs> not really gonna go after a hog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So these dogs are a mix of uh, of Kerr, uh, Catahoula. Pit, uh, some had a little bit of pit in them, and uh, doggos, and they kind of like took the best of all the little portions of the breeds and then trained. Catahoulas are really popular in this region. Correct yes. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, as, as far like far more prevalent than you'd expect. Yeah, them to be. yeah, it's like a big Texas. Because it's a Louisiana relatively thing. obscure breed, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, "What is that?" And it's like, "Well, it's half Catahoula." And it's like, you're "Like, oh, that's so cute." These dogs that I saw. Yeah, don't get me wrong; cute. they were beautiful. Yeah, they were cute. They were sweethearts. But 
holy fuck <laughs> yeah but so anyway so um so they sent out the tracking dog and they literally they're all they all have gps trackers in the collars they have kevlar neck bands kevlar fucking body suits everything uh because these pigs will fucking kill these dogs if they get the chance yeah sure. these dogs will also kill those pigs if they get the chance so it's you know they're playing fighting fire with fire so they sent out a tracking dog and so the, tra- the tracking dog is not a big scary dog it's no. a little tiny hound looking dog yep with amazing nose that so can what, the, like literally the, the tracking dog essentially looked like she was probably part dots. Yeah. <laughs> like awesome. she was little. Yeah. She was a little dog. The tracking you know, dog ran. Mama. Yeah, Mama ran uh a little over 16 miles on Saturday. So basically what she does, she she'll run out in front of everybody and she'll start working a grid. And they just kind of work a grid around and around in circles and so they'll it's do a circles. Scent dog. Yeah. And when she picks it up, she barks a signal. And, and it's about literally that time, like the it's other like, dogs. Roof, roof. And that's it. And all the other dogs are like, oh! And they just fucking sprint. They fucking beeline to wherever she's at, and they fucking get on this hog, and they corner it. And, and they don't really corner it. it it's kind of cornering, but you're in the middle of the fucking woods. There's no corners, you know? Yeah. But they position themselves to this hog. Am I hog the only one that's freezes. imagining the scene from Jurassic Park right now? Pretty much. That's literally what it is. <laughs> Dude, you're not fucking... It would <laughs> not surprise me. laughing because he knows exactly what yeah. I'm talking it about. It would not surprise me if they based fucking like velociraptors on the, in that movie off these fucking dogs. Yeah, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. Like, it's fucking Clever crazy. girl. But yeah. no, so these dogs, will they'll sit there in front of this pig and their pig's frozen because he has nowhere to run without getting, you know, the dogs cut off all the angles. And these dogs just wait. And they, they don't touch this hog until they bring the bulldogs up. And they'll bring the bulldogs probably 20 yards away. And and literally, there's two handlers, and they go one, two, three. And they both unclip these two bulldogs at the same time. And these motherfuckers run up and go and, and just smack these hogs and take them down the to the ground. Out of it. And it's in the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's fucking crazy, man. They smack this 200-pound hog and just are lay the it the hogs in out. packs? or No, the hogs are no, on their they own. Single they, them they, single them they single them out. And... Uh, because hogs, when they get spooked, they bolt. Yeah. And they go in any fucking direction they can. And they'll find the fucking one, and they'll be like, nope, you're my bitch. There's that weak one right there. <laughs> no, they, they chased one over a mile under the next piece of property. Yeah. And it's we just literally like, had to, like, It's just like hogging for... in the bar, man. You got to yeah. single that one out. <laughs> yeah. Your buddies you never, block off the exits. It's all instinct. You, you, yeah. you can't get them in packs. You, you can't get them in packs. You can't get them in packs. They'll, they'll uh, start freaking They'll turn on complicated. Yeah, yeah. So they, they let the bulldogs out. Uh, the bulldogs, will, they'll take the hog down to the ground. And at that point, it is the handler's jobs to get in there as fast as they possibly can. Uh, because, because these dogs don't have an off switch until you physically pull them off these hogs. Yeah. And they will, if you let these dogs on a hog for two and a half minutes, they will literally kill that hog. That hog is ripped up to shreds. It is insane. What It's insane. And they, it's all, so tender and they all eat the asshole. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. They eat the asshole out of the hog. Well, I, I heard like, it was season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rump roast. You think it's just because that's where the most smell is coming from? No, I from? think it's because it's the easiest way to get inside. Oh, oh, really? Everything else is so yeah. thick and nasty and gross. Yeah, it's easiest that That's point. just like this nice little soft area, and they're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, just I knew Mikey resistant. had to be having a good time because all of a sudden I get a phone call over the middle of the weekend. He goes, Jess. Could you design me a moto patch that says, no, I eat ass? Me. Oh, no, it was you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he goes, There's, Jess, could you design a moto patch that says, I eat ass? And I was like. With a paw print. With a paw print. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, great. Click. The best part is. And like 0.5% of the population is going to get that joke. Well, no, I'm making them for the for the handlers and for the dogs. Oh, no, so put them on the dog's yeah, vest. On the vest. Yeah. So that the dog um, vest says, But uh, the best part about that is I'm sitting there with one of the board members, sitting in the side-by-side with one of the board members from Hero Sports and uh, Grant, the land, the landowner. 
And, uh, and, you know, we were talking about getting this patch made. And it just so happened that Jazz called, you know, while I was sitting in there. So I had Jazz on speakerphone. We're all sitting there. I'm like, hey, by the way, um, I need you to design me a patch. He's like, yeah, sure. What do you need it to say? I'm like, all it says is I eat ass with a popper. And he's like, fucking done. Sure. And then we shortly hung up the phone after that. And uh, the board member from Hero Sports um, and He's Grant like, Delander were like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, what? They're like, like, the, the, the he didn't more even more. ask a question. Like, he didn't say <laughs> why. He didn't say what does it mean? The more and more like, we hang done. around the veteran community, the more and more we learn that these guys are down. <laughs> There's no questions asked. It's like, oh, you need something? Done. Even right. no, regardless Look, if one of, of my best friends calls me and tells like, me that he know. needs a patch that says I eat ass, you just say yes. Yeah. Right? You don't like, say you no. Don't, I don't care don't about the context. It. I'm right. in. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Fucking heck. Yeah. But yeah, so getting back to the, the dog and knife hunt side, we'll get that finished real quick. Um so the bulldogs take him down to the ground, the handlers come in, uh, and they will literally pin and and a wild hog to the ground. Like they'll put a knee, like kind of in the neck, uh, you know, hold the body, put them on their side so they can't get up. And uh, and then they call on whoever has a knife. And there's a nice sweet spot that you insert the knife and it literally goes through the lungs, through the heart. And it's within a matter of two, three seconds. It, it's over. Yeah. Um, it is super uh, quick. Um, but it is the most intimate hunting experience I've ever had in my life. There is nothing, no other Isn't animal that I've ever hunted. upper pericostal space? A little bit. You yeah. know what? Actually, it is. Well, well done. Well done, sir. After <laughs> after you eat ass, it becomes the most intimate hunting experience. <laughs> well, I mean, those are just the perks to it, you know. Right, right. <laughs> and I actually, I actually did not get the opportunity to stab any hogs. Uh, we were kind of ran out of daylight for me. Based on the stories that I've heard from you, that story is not true, sir. <laughs> That's, well, come this, on now. Pa- this past weekend, <laughs> this past weekend, he didn't get a chance to stab hogs. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it just the, the the opportunity to go out there and see it in action and like witness the whole thing was just fucking amazing. I told you, right? Not going back in. There. Fucking Rebecca Creek. Hey, give us fucking money for your goddamn ridiculous corks. Enough spit <laughs> pressure. And anything Please, yeah, spit yeah. spit pressure and determination. So, uh, so you got a hog. I did, but there was. You guys got two. We got five total. But five Mikey total. didn't get one. Wow. No. I didn't, so, get the, I didn't get the stab off. Well, there was a lot of vet, veterans here, right? Yeah, there yeah. was a bunch. And Mikey and I were just sitting back the whole time. Like, oh, you guys are up next. Like, no, did you get one yet? Did you? you how about you? No? Okay, you go. Yeah. yeah. John and, uh, and I, even in the beginning of the day, we were like, dude, if we don't get to do this, I'm just, it's already a good yeah. day. Well, yeah, because you, wit- I mean, you witnessed some cool yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 But not to like, sound like a total dick, but everybody sitting at this bar right now, we get invited to a lot of shit. We do. I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, hey, do you want to be part of this? Do you want to be part of this? Do you want to be part of this? So I have to say, like, good on you guys for in that yeah. situation going, like, well, well, we've had these invites. We've had these, in- like, so Saturday, do it, Saturday night after after the whole day was done, everything, we're sitting around the campfire drinking some beers and uh, uh, Mike Barker um, and Brad, one of the board members, pulled me aside and we were just having a little sidebar. And, uh, you know, it's kind of along those things. I was like, you know, the last two hours sitting around the campfire, that's why I like coming out on this. There was like there's two dudes that showed up that uh, this is the first time since I got out of the military that they actually got a chance to hang around and bullshit with like minded people. They went to got out. They went to college. They were working in corporate America. They're like, I, he's one of the dudes. Is like, I work in an office where nobody says a fucking word. Like, they don't. They don't even talk. Jesus fucking. It's just quiet. Jesus. You guys hear that air break? They, uh, they, they. I, I've been. I, that's for me. I spent years in, in those environments, yeah. and yeah. like, you miss Eric's talk. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One of the guys. The like, funny thing is, is you kind of don't realize you miss it 
until all of a sudden you're around it again. Well, yeah. And then you're like, for yeah. my, son of a bitch. For my, <laughs> I remember what this is like. This was yeah. fun. Yeah. For my first four years out of the military, I avoided all things veteran. Same. Things I did too. Same. No, I yeah. literally got out. Asshole, I was like, I'm done. I'm asshole fucking wouldn't done. even talk to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. No, I know. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I avoided it. Michelle, yeah. My wife's like, hey, you need to get on Facebook and reconnect with all the guys. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no. I'm good. Yeah. But yeah. no, so like one of the dudes halfway through the night, like it was a combination of everything that we just did and went through together as a team working uh, and, you know, just enough amount of alcohol to allow him to open back up. And this dude fucking poured his heart out. And it was amazing because you could clearly see like the switch in his brain that turned. And he was like, this is what I fucking needed in my life right now. Yeah. Like, well, John, remember the first time that we reconnected was yeah. uh, we, we had a platoon reunion and one of the guys. Uh, reached out to all of us and he's like hey i'm getting married i'm doing it in vegas and he invited the whole platoon yeah and what 20 of us showed up no not even that probably 10 10 10 well 10 guys from the platoon 20 total with wives and girlfriends yeah, yeah. and stuff and uh that was probably the that was probably the, the moment in my life where it was like the first yeah. Yeah, after the ceremony, we went up to that suite and just got fucking half hammered. And told fucking stories yeah. that we haven't heard or thought about in fucking 10 years at that point or whatever. And uh, now we have a reunion every year year or every two years, and yeah. it's great. But so. I think that's why so much of our community becomes such, like, fast friends. And, like, yeah. everybody just kind of connects and, and clicks really quick. And you still have those groups where it's kind of like everybody kind of finds their what they have in common and that veteran space is definitely what connected it all. I mean, I know a lot of cigar companies and the reason I reached out to you guys is as soon as I freaking saw it, went on the Facebook and just kind of saw the lifestyle that you were into it. I was like, all right, I think I can get along with these dudes and sent the message and stuff like that. I have um, a, I have a, uh, uh, reunion coming up this, this summer. I'm fucking really looking forward to, uh, the platoon I was in Fallujah with. We're doing a, we're doing like a, our first ever like real reunion. Nice. And, uh, yeah, man. Looking forward to it just because like, you know, it's just like, you know, it's crazy stories and like, you know, you experience these things with these individuals, you know, yeah. and you don't think much of it at the time when it's happening, but it really is profound. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh, and the fact that you finally get the chance to, you know, talk about it in a relaxed environment. Well, there's a well after there's the a fact. Piece well, of, it's just great. There's a piece of trust you guys have life that automatically now. comes across. Yeah. yeah. Outside of the military. Right. Yeah. You get that retrospection. Yeah. You get all of that piece. And then there's a there's a trust thing that just kicks in when it's like, this dude will get it. Like, I can say some shit and they're yeah. just going to go like, yeah. Well, it's I funny, it. too. Don't like, worry about it. We all tell the same story. And after you've been separated for so long, like, you don't. It's different perspectives. Yeah. The same yeah. story. <laughs> Big time. It's filling all crazy. the missing um, chapters. Yeah. Um, Stephen Ambrose, who wrote uh, Band of Brothers, wrote about that, how that was a big challenge for him. Because right. these dudes... We're talking about their wartime experiences 60 years after, or oh you know, 50 God. years after yeah. the fact. And it fades. And it fades. Stories change. Dudes that were right next to each other in the same firefight have two completely different stories. That's why, like, whenever yeah. people say something and they don't necessarily get the facts right, like, it's not always a case of stolen valor. Like, the human brain is crazy. And, it does, it yeah, it and you prioritize. Yeah. yeah. You well, prioritize certain events far yeah. differently than, take any than somebody take else Take any does. civilian, and if you shoot at them in Walmart, their story to going to Walmart is going to be different than the next. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the perspective, the human perspective changes so much from person to person, too. It yeah. really is. It's yeah. just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a mind fuck. So you guys had a hell of an adventure. Uh, Arp Actual, how was your weekend? 
Uh, what did I do? I'm going to guess that you had a good one because you came in here clean shaved. Yeah. Well, you know what that means. Yeah, that's uh, that's the rumor. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> dive team practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting uh, mental in- images in my head right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I hope so. We're laying them on pretty thick. <laughs> Michelle's gonna come cut me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing, the only thing I'm depressed about is you guys think that the only time I get laid is when I shave. No, just when it's good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> All right, I won't argue He's with like, that. Fuck you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, what did I do this weekend? Uh, shit, I don't even know. Well, we've covered one. John, I told you what I did this weekend. What did I, I do? forgot, man. Oh, I went to Long Tab Brewery. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Are they are they finally like open? Open? They, they are open. Like I heard about them. Like yeah, they uh, were gonna be a thing. I went. I, didn't know I went there Sunday about noonish, and I had a had a meal, and then uh, I had a beer and a flight, and I walked out of there. And I don't drink beer a lot anymore. And, dude, uh, some of those craft beers will fuck you dude, up. Dude, I had, I had a fucking buzz when I left yeah. there. I was like, holy shit. We should invite those cats out. Yeah, I wanted to. Uh, they weren't really there. It was just the staff. They probably don't go on the weekends. Yeah. Probably but, there uh, all week. But. Uh, but yeah, the beer was good. Uh, we'll send Mandeville out to tickle some balls and invite him to come do the show. There oh, you there you go. go. Yeah. As long as there's... <laughs> everyone knows, like, dude, uh, they if make, I'm getting paid, I'll do it. They make, <laughs> they make beer there. Where? At Long Tap Brewery. Like you just have to go out, drink beer, and invite him to come talk like jackasses on the show. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know, Jack. I mean, like literally the third time you met me, you kissed me on the lips. That's fucking true. Yeah, <laughs> really? But, yes. Let's, let, <laughs> I thought it was a lot sooner than Dude, that. It might have been the second. My first meeting with you, you literally walked up and he was like, "It's great to see you again, you sexy son of a bitch," and literally hugged me and cupped my ass, and then I put you in a shirt that was four sizes, four sizes too small. Oh, I small. remember that. That was yeah. that, said, "Oh my God, Becky, look at his beard." That, was, that was our. First, first style event. And then we walked first up to me yeah. and chewed on my beard, yeah. and that was the first time I met you. <laughs> Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Jack Mandeville. Yeah, really, that was my first meeting with you ever. I was really excited. I was well, like, oh, I, Jack, I'm a big fan. But then and I just felt like an ass because you walked up and you were like, it's great to see you again, you sexy son of a bitch, and hugged me, and I was like... No, I bet it's because I, I had m- met you earlier in the day, probably, briefly. <laughs> I was like, I have no memory of meeting this guy whatsoever. Doesn't mean I hadn't met you. I'd only, I just up, said up no until that event, I'd only met Tim and Dan, uh, and I had like a lunch meeting with them, but I was like super stoked to come to the event. Nice. And then I put you in a very small purple shirt. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And then took a picture of you, which I still have on my phone. I remember there are a couple guys that are taking pictures of me, like, look at this idiot right here. I'm like, oh, trust me, you don't know me. I volunteered for this. (laughs) You're not going to embarrass me if that's what you're trying to do. Well, because you asked for a grunt style shirt, and I was like, I'll get you one. It's going to be way too small. And you were like, Totally okay. I'm with in. That. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, me and you go back a little longer than that. I think we go back till 2015. Yeah. 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 Well, we've known each other for years. Yeah. Because you were on on set. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. On range 15. And, uh, was, yeah. Because yeah. you were in the movie. Yeah. And uh, and then we did all the parties, premieres, and, and premieres, the, yeah, yeah. and everything like that. And like it's a crazy. All these years have gone by. Like uh, the my mind. Like I knew. Like I know now. Like I knew. Oh, you were running the 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 gun company that sponsored yeah. us. But like the the way the years have gone by, I'm like, oh yeah, Warfighter Tobacco sponsored us. And you're like, oh no, like yeah, no, that, was, that was pre that was pre Warfighter. Yeah. Actually, I got a piece of memorabilia. I'm gonna go grab right now that the, oh, the guys might get a kick out of. But it. I remember you on set talking to uh, Vince. Uh, yeah, actually, Logan and I, I think I had the first conversation out loud ever about a cigar company with Logan Stark. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was just when it was I just a thought in my brain. 
on range 15. Hadn't well, started any of it. Yeah. He's the kind of person that will encourage you to do anything you want. Yeah. 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 But, uh, <laughs> That's, well, the, that's where Warfighter editor, was born. Right? He's a, what is he, director of content, I think, is but he's his a, title? But he's, he does everything. I mean, professionally, he's an editor and shooter and stuff like that. Like yeah, I mean, a, that's his yeah, background. Yeah, yeah, he guy. did documentaries before yeah. Black yeah. Rifle, but I yeah, actually, now he's like... I want to meet him. Yeah, he's, he's a great, great, man. Dude. He's a passion like, of knowledge. No, from a, Because you have the exact same background. <laughs> right, because I have the same background. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that I, I, that's why I want to meet well, him. Because I, I, I went to film school, did documentary, like yeah. did all of that. So that's why I, I want to run into him. Is just Logan, Logan's like, like the, talking, just going to be like, did you ever think like that we go through like all of that and then respectively would go work for these fucking Logan, Logan the same that, town, yeah. that do dick jokes. Logan, like, yeah. like, <laughs> did you ever think that was the path we yeah, had? Yeah, I mean, he was doing some like heavy hitting stuff. Well, I did one about the vision crisis in the world, like as a documentary and like all the stuff. Yeah, like, like, that was deep, my history. Deep like, stuff. Deep dive, yeah. like break your heart kind of documentary yeah. kind of work. And now I'm like, I make dick jokes for a living. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's kind of a... What do you do? But uh, you're getting paid. But I'm getting paid. A lot more than a documentarian <laughs> no does. No shit. I think of dick jokes and I put them on t-shirts. Yeah, hey. like, that's why... I, <laughs> that's actually why I want to meet him is just, like, to kind of do the whole... Our paths were pretty similar and then we ended up in this so what's very this, unique space. What's this space. piece of memorabilia you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, oh, yeah. Let, me, let me go grab that. It's, it's, it's good. So that's what you did over the weekend? You collected memorabilia? We're going down uh, Nostalgia Road here? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, I was actually just about an hour ago. I was at Jared's house, and he had a. Uh, Jared is the king of uh, decorations, but he had a nice big picture of uh, us on set after we had gotten done filming one of the scenes, and it was a lot of the cast, a lot of the crew, um, all in this big picture. And I, I, God, it's been five years ago, and so much has happened in this past five years that it's easy to kind of take for granted uh, that I that think was this such might an have important been experience. Jack, I think this might have, this might have been Jack's first autograph. Ah, uh, maybe. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Yeah. I still haven't done anything with it. Why don't you get this like, oh, my God, there's my signature right there. <laughs> buddy. Why don't you get this in like a shadow box or something like that? Yeah, I need to build a gun around it. So uh, look for, at you. For, for all the listeners. You uh, would, what? You, oh, my God. Uh, I never thought you would write something do, moto. Well, do you know, <laughs> I, and I haven't done that in years. And do you know why I did that? Is because that's how James Mattis used to sign off on his yeah, things. That's why you really every, put SF nice. on there? Yeah, the S dash F as in Semper Fi. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. it. That's every time I sign like a flag at work or whatever, I, I do the same thing because Mattis. Mattis yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah same, that's pretty cool, man. Thing. That looks yeah. badass. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I got Matt's. So let's, so this is a this is a rifle stock. If you're not watching, you're just listening. Um, and at the time, it was a uh, it was a custom competition rifle that Scott had that uh, brought out because he didn't know if they needed props or not. Um, uh, running through the thing Jared. that night, I owned the rifle company whose yeah. action was in there. At the and time. Uh, so Matt. Jared, Matt, uh, Vince Vincent. Vargas, Clint Jack Romache. Mandeville, Clint Romache, and uh, Nick Palmashano. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, I th- who else was on there? As weird it was, as it uh, sounds to say, most of the veteran celebrities. Yeah. As who's, weird as it is to say, no, they you know who's the funnest guy to freaking hang out with on Earth? You, Jack. Clint Romache. Yeah. Oh, he's got yeah, on there. He is the funnest dude on this planet. I swear to God. If he didn't live in North Dakota. Yeah, yeah he's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. 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 Yep. Clint, uh, the first time I met Clint was at SHOT Show. And uh, I met him. We were drinking one oh, night. Leroy's a, on there too. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was a great time. With and his then, good hand. The next day, we're walking around the show floor, and I hear somebody call my name behind me. John, John. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, John. I'm like, so I turn around, and it's Clint. And I'm like, fucking Medal of Honor recipient knows my name. 
and he's talking to me right now. <laughs> he's not and the I, Pope, dude. And I met, no, yeah, but I met him last night. But yeah, like, that's a, he's a platoon guy. He's just a straight up fucking awesome dude. He's like, dude, I'm lost as fuck right now. <laughs> dude, I think I've met two MOH recipients. I think it's two. I met, I met a few. And when you when you get them away, like when they're not in the group, yeah. and they're having to represent the medal. Because what a lot of people Which don't know is unfair to them, by the way. It's super unfair to them. When you when you do win, they literally pull you out of your unit. Like you become this like poster child, and they, they send you around like or they overnight. Pull, yeah. Or they you pull you out of civilian life. Yeah. They, or and they you pull become you out of a giant dog and, and you pony get, show. You get yeah. a handler. Like yeah. you're still wearing the uniform. You get a handler that goes everywhere with you, and like it's this whole thing. And when you can get those guys away, when it would be like, so let's say Jack and I. We're out somewhere and ran into one. I have a story if it that was you're just going the, at. If it was just the three of us just sitting there having a conversation, these guys. Be like you're in the barracks. They're just as shitbag as the rest of us. Yeah. What My, they did is that in an amazing situation, we've talked about this on the show before. Yeah, I think we have, yeah. In an amazing situation, they performed in an extraordinary way. But these guys don't hunt that out. Like, they just found themselves in a situation yeah. where they had no, to they perform. They were like, nobody goes to level. Oh, right. E4s, well, E5. Nobody like, goes to combat. They're like, I'm going to get the Medal of Honor well, because today. Almost, like, my, nobody almost does that. everybody will tell that, you if put in a situation, like if they were like, do you want to go win a Medal of Honor? Every, almost everybody's going to go, nope. no. No. <laughs> no, because whatever situation no, you're going to put me in is going to fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, it's going to really hurt. My favorite time during Range 15 was we were sitting around in between filming and Leroy and Clint were telling stories about when they were stupid privates. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking great. Yeah. 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 And but and, and that's Clint actually looks a lot younger than he is. He he had already been in the army for like twelve years or something yeah. like that. Uh during his action. And Leroy had been in the army for at least a decade, I think. Yeah. And Leroy was telling stories about when he just got to Ranger Battalion and he was fucking up as a E three or E four or something and it was funny. Mike, yeah. do you like having another Marine on the show right now? It is kind of comforting to know that I'm not gonna be the only butt of the joke this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ex-Marine guys. <laughs> wow, I think that's the first Marine of No, that's I take that back. My ex-father-in-law used to introduce himself as an ex-Marine. I do it all the time. I just do it to piss people yeah. off. Yeah. He, he does it just to push the button, he which was is the, funny. He about was it. the first one that I'd I'd ever met that was like, no, how, I'm an how often ex-Marine. do people like fucking correct you? Uh in real life, nobody I don't think well in real life it's always civilians that correct me. They're like, nobody. Once a marine, always a marine. I'm like, okay, thanks for the lecture. <laughs> but like online, I'm the one that was a marine. online all the time, because I always do it online. I'm like, yeah, as an ex-marine, and people are like, there's no such thing as an ex-marine. You probably didn't even serve. And then they just Stolen start getting angry. Yeah. <laughs> My ex-father would do that. He was like, I'm an ex-marine. He'll flat out tell you, because he got a full ride to the Naval Academy. Well, and he was like, so he went to the Marine Corps Reserve. Because he was like I had to I had to give my time to yeah. get, be able to get the school for free. So because they put him through the Naval Academy and law school. Oh, and so yeah. he was like, I got my legal degree paid for because I was willing to do. I think he did eight years in the Marine Corps Reserve. Yeah. And he went and did some cool shit. He did like the Arctic training and all that kind of shit. Like, no, sit that's there and literally about it. cool. It's a cool. Right. Right. <laughs> it's cool. So he went and did a bunch of high speed shit and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, when his contract was up, he was like, fuck it. I'm out. Speaking yeah. of ribbons, oh, oh. Uh, this past weekend, Mikey met uh, a, a best friend out at the ranch, uh, and it was a landowner's uh, um, cousin oh, who yeah. was a prior need, marine. Also, do I need yeah. to fight somebody? No, <laughs> I think you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's good, dude. Good guy. Yeah, great dude. Moving into my EDC. Seems like, seem like a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, uh, he pulls up, and uh, 
he had a combat action ribbon on license plate. No. <laughs> and I Did was he like, really? And I was like, weird flex, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> Dude, that's what I want to do. So every once in a while, I do events with Clint, but uh, I'm going to do one with him in April, in late April here. Burbiz. Yeah. Uh, DC. But I uh, talked to Scott. Scott already ordered it. I'm going to get a national defense medal made that I can wear oh, around my neck. Awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're going to get an NDSM. Yeah. I'm a national defense. Defense medal that I'm going to wear around my oh neck my like a medal God. of honor. That's awesome. That's and I'm going to do all my interviews with this on. <laughs> I still want them to make that license plate. I know. Plate. I if they would too. make an NDSM oh, license totally plate, they I would do. Put... They have them. No. no. It's national defense? They do, but it's for a certain time period yeah. that we can't get. It doesn't fall Wait, under. why wouldn't we rate for that? It's it's something very why? specific. Why? Because every asshole like us would get one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I would, for all those sons of bitches that have MSMs and shit, I'd be like, yeah, my national my, defense yeah, my license plate. <laughs> I saw a guy. I don't watch. want to shit talk, man, because I have a fucking purple heart plate. <laughs> but that's because it's that's because fu- you get out of tickets. But it's fu- no, there's no shame in that <laughs> game. <laughs> just, no, no, you don't get out of tickets, dude. This is fucking though. Texas. All right, dude. I got a ticket for going. I thought 47. that's the whole point of getting a purple heart license plate is to get out of tickets. <laughs> dude, if too. I had a purple heart license plate, I would literally have it's like a parking handicap parking. Yeah, dude, right. Here's the thing: you can't. You can't use it. You have to have a DV plate. If you have a purple heart yeah. plate, you can't park in the handicap. Wait, so the DV guy, which anyone could get one yeah, of those, yeah. by the way. 30% or yeah. better here yeah. in Texas, which is but the biggest like, fucking racket no, on the planet. Or you can call it's one of 50. our mutual friends and he'll just fucking write the letter that you yeah, need right? to hey, be able to fucking get the son dude, of a bitch. I just got a DV plate right there. And yeah. the lady's like, do you want a placard? And I'm like, I don't have anything to get a placard. And she's like, well, no, you have a DV plate, so we can give you a placard. That's I'm like, fucked. Well, fuck, give me a placard. I'll yeah. take front row parking at a concert. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, the only time I use it is SeaWorld. That's right? the only That's time it. I use it. Like, <laughs> I used yours once. You did? Yeah. There was, there was, there was no spots left that I just ran out. There was no spots left in the parking lot, and I was like, I'm going to know where to park. He was like, hold on. Handicapped stolen valor. Handed me his fucking yes. placard. I hung it in my mini and parked in handicapped. I was like, I'm fucking parking at the park? I was stolen. I was, like, dude, I was with my uh, dis- what? I was stolen with my buddy uh, 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 Crispy uh, Omar Via. He's yeah. an amputee, and we uh, we pulled into a parking a handicap parking spot. Did he have his, his ears on? What's that? Did he have his ears on? His ears? His ears? His ears? What do you mean? I'm thinking. Never mind. That's wrong, dude. Oh, wrong wrong dude. dude. I know who yeah. you're talking about. Oh, I'm thinking about Shiloh. My bad. Thinking about yeah. Shiloh. Yeah. We pulled into a handicap parking spot, and the first thing that came out of my, out of my mouth was, "Man, I'm not gonna lie, Omar. The worst day of your life is coming in really handy for me right now. <laughs> I did not want to walk. Yeah, <laughs> fucking dude. You can't con- you can't confuse one crispy for another. Like Shiloh is his own thing. Like you gotta. Shiloh does the Lord's work. Yeah, he does. Yeah, you he and does. him are out there saving the world one fucking puppy in Santa Claus Jesus. outfit at a time. Fucking. No, but like, it doesn't get you out of tickets. To really? The I thought that was like. So a couple years ago on Veterans Day, I'm driving 47 in a 45 in three in the morning and I get pulled over and got a fucking ticket. Wow. A speeding ticket? A speeding ticket. What for community? Going to hear out, out here in fucking Cibolo. Oh, I, thought you were I saying, don't want to start getting all saying, NWA on on everyone right here, but you know, f that man, yeah, f yeah. that. You can That's say fucked. you can say fuck yeah. on our show. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked, it's okay. man. This like, isn't Facebook. That's you can, true. you say whatever the fuck you want to. Yeah, it's fine. yeah. Well, I'm not going to say you know the um, full lyrics, but you know, that's you know ridiculous. Mike but you're going straight Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah. I'm th- well, I'm thinking it right now. That's Coming straight sure, from yeah. the underground. Yeah, Mikey, the best way to give a handy is with your mouth. So maybe you should have thought of that when you pulled. Maybe that's what it is, man. Maybe I should have just went straight to the mouth hug. Fuck. 
How do you think we got Jack here? But I, right? I feel well, that's why Scott shaved. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I uh, yeah, I, uh, I trimmed down the other night too. So, <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of that. trimming, have any of you got? Do any of you guys have Hulu or anything like? Do you watch it? Yeah. I don't know where this is going. No, I mean I have. Hulu. There's a commercial on Hulu for a company called Lawnmower. Oh yeah. Great commercials. And they make they make a man groomer, like for manscaping. And it literally says, like, they sell it at Target now. And literally their tagline is, save the balls. And it's <laughs> it's a fucking personal trimmer for, for men. For cock only. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's literally, they're just like, this is for shaving Did you see dick. the, is it the, the one with the tree? That right, like, with the shrub? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> a great commercial. It's a great fucking, <laughs> it's a two and a half minute long commercial about this dude in his talking bush. It's literally like a topiary that's sitting next to him and there's like, it's all scraggly and shit and it's everywhere. And then like, he's trying to go at it with a weed whacker and his neighbor pops over and he's like, Hey, you trimming that thing? Or like, you having a struggle over here? Whatever. And he's like, yeah. How's that divorce going, Paul? His shrub is just like talking shit back to the neighbor. It's <laughs> generational for us to trim down there and everything. And I get yeah. it. It's, but I think about it like, like everything in America Everything we do is because we were sold an idea by a company wanting to make money. Yeah. So when you think about it, we were just sold that, oh, you got to trim your bush, male and female. We were sold that notion. Dude, I trim my bush because be I've got a way. little dick and it looks bigger when I shave it. Capitalism. Oh, okay, all right. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> like, have, like, have you ever gone to take a leak and you grabbed a pube instead of your dick? It's yeah. a problem. No. A, I, like, think yeah. about the, the <laughs> length of human existence. We are literally in a sliver of timeline where it's normal for men and women to shave their bushes. Yeah. It's because we oh, were you sold that you have to do that. My shit Not looks because like you Einstein. should. <laughs> I call them my Einstein hairs. Yeah. Just like. <laughs> but we do live in a generation now where it's men should grow as long a beard as possible. And have, and have the yeah, exactly. Pubes, right. Where the generation before that was yeah. clean shaven, clean shaven, yeah. huge bush. Yeah. 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 Man- Manscaped, give us money. Fucking <laughs> no, that's the company. It's a Manscaped lawnmower yeah. 2.0. Right? Oh my Cause, god! Cause if I we have, could get sponsored by Manscaped, you know, I have a Manscaped, you, but I have a Manscaped know? thing at home, uh, and it's it's kind of cool. It, it comes on an arm. It almost looks like our mic arms. Like it fucking folds out. It's for doing your back. What the fuck? Yeah, I have what one. Do you need, Scott? Yeah. That's too much effort. Seven sixty Garrison, and it's I one of the you. greatest back scratchers ever. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know who amazing. is sponsored by Manscaped? Is the Marine rapper. Yeah. Really? Oh. <laughs> All right. Damn. That motherfucker got Manscaped. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck, Manscaped? <laughs> Jesus. The dude- I'll, I'll even send you guys befores and afters. Fuck it. That guy. <laughs> That's probably why. Mandible outwrapped that guy in Vegas. So I'm just well, going to say that. Now, oh, no. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that's true. my opponent. I outwrapped my opponent. I'm going to say you were the story. best you rapper. You know, this I'm is- going to say you were the best rapper on that stage that night. Oh, after Shot Show, we, know, we literally talked about it in the show, and the one that I called out. You know, specifically the candy was the cane. candy cane. Yep, the yeah, candy I called that out yes, on was show. Wonderful. The I didn't candy even know that existed. Line was amazing. Yeah. We, we can refer this to modern day politics with Jack Mandeville's rap battle in Las Vegas because popular vote isn't always the winner. I won though. You totally won. You did? No, yeah, yeah, I won by yeah, popular yeah, vote. Yeah, 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 absolutely yeah, I got won. the <laughs> and, he, and he fucking annihilated her, man. It was and there was nothing no, left. Because everything, like it was, I was hammered that night. But I knew that you won, but apart. I thought popular vote gave We it to both the, took it very seriously, no. though. Like, everything uh, her and she I were said, both, though, was like written down. Like yeah. She wrote everything fucking down. Yeah, I wrote it down, too. But Jack delivered. 
Yeah. I have a little more stage experience. Uh, so Which is surprising. To, yeah, there's very surprising. Yeah. No, no, I've done a lot of live stuff. It's surprising that she doesn't have better Jack has more. Jack has more She probably would have done a lot better if there had been a pole up there. Or a couch. Or a couch. Jack has more speaking lines. Or a candy cane. She put in a lot of work, and we had actually, not only the day before, but we had practiced all that day. And uh, Marine Rapper was in our, the hotel room, like uh, giving us tips and everything like that. Like nice. it was a. Uh, you took her apart. You guys fucking there crushed was, it though. That was awesome. No, yeah. it was a great show. It he's was, a good uh, dude though. Marine Rapper's a good dude. Really good dude. I like what he's doing with a Ninja Punch thing. Um, yeah. He has uh, gathered a lot of very talented musicians, and I always say this: like what I loved about doing Range Fifteen um, is I loved being around creative people who happen to be veterans, right? Right. But these are people, whether they join the military or not, they would have been going into like a creative endeavor. Yeah. That's the same thing with like uh, the people he has on this label. They happen to be veterans, but they're super, they're a lot of them are they're really talented musicians. Yeah. musicians. These guys yeah. would have been musicians. And anyways. he's got all genres covered in that for the most part. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's, 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 that's good to so, see somebody doing right. Yeah. I mean, you know? he's not only talented himself, he's got, uh, he's doing good business things as far as kind of, um, uh, taking all these talented veteran musicians and kind of uh, putting them all together. By the way, did we ever figure out what Scott did over his weekend? No. And we never got to you, Jess. <sighs> yeah. or, or Jack. What'd you do over the weekend? I don't there? remember. Must have been a great weekend. <laughs> yeah. That's a good <laughs> sign, bud. Hey, Jess, just... what'd you do this weekend? <laughs> uh, shit. Saturday. Oh. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, no, uh, went to the range with the wife. Worked on some training that, stuff. That was one of the best texts that I got, too. Yeah. Found out my gun goes bang. Mikey shot at a pig and decided that uh, he wanted to hit the barbed wire. Yeah. Like string. By the way, you the didn't pig. explain any of that. You're just like, my Mikey's works too. Yeah. Like, right. That was all well, you said. The reason I said that is because I knew Mikey would get the yeah. text. And as soon as he got so, it, he's like, fuck you. What? <laughs> yep. Two months ago, I finished my rifle build. I did yet to pull trigger on the damn thing. Like it just sat in the case and it was just there. So I finally on Saturday got a chance to actually take it out and shoot this rifle and I was so excited, so I sent a message, and I was like, "I put weapon, I put rounds in it, charged it, pulled the trigger, it went bang, like mission that's a, accomplished." That's a win, yeah. I built oh, you it, you built it yourself. I built it from the ground up, like everything down to the detent springs. I literally handpicked all of it and built it from the ground. You up. assembled so, it, sir. I didn't mill it. Sorry. <laughs> no, but you know what? The way, when well, I see I, people building weapons, I'm such I've a layman with everything. Them. Okay, sure. I assembled it myself. Well, when, you know what? When I see people building weapons, to me, it might because what as well you be don't know is that Scott hand rolled every cigar in that box over there. Oh, I saw the process. That looks complicated. It is actually quite yeah. complicated. <laughs> but uh, no, I so I got finished building my rifle and, and actually got to shoot it, and it was great. And then got to take uh, Caitlin out shooting, and she got to fire her new handgun and everything nice. like that, which I actually got from the boys here at Warfighter, which. Um, is a beautiful handgun with a garbage trigger in it, but uh, well, can't win them all. Shit, <laughs> Glock makes a garbage trigger. There, yeah. I said it on fucking microphone. Yeah. Glock makes a garbage trigger. Yeah, and, what uh, is perf- Glock perfection? <laughs> perfectly awful. Glock, give us money. No, no. Then, we, then, then, we'll, then we'll stop saying that. Um, but so we did that, and then uh, Sunday, uh, it's mostly housework and stuff. And then I actually ended up taking a Dremel tool to her Glock frame and. Fixing the Glock trigger Perfection. finger issue. Yeah. Glock is one of those. It's a great weapon. If you 
A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Like, and you just like have this laundry list of shit yeah. you have to do. No, go, and it, it's a go, great weapon. Glock is a great platform to dump another thousand dollars into a five hundred dollar <laughs> like, gun. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't and, know what you guys uh, mentioned about my Glock works fine. It's stock as fuck. Really? How, how'd that plate rack go? What? That, that plate rack? Oh, it's fucking. Yeah, apparently, apparently, <laughs> I fucking forgot how to shoot a pistol. So yeah. My Glock, on the other hand, that has a whole bunch of mods to it. It worked fine. Yeah. 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 You proud of yourself for that? You proud of that? <laughs> I just want yeah. to shit talk <laughs> real a little bit. No, it's every, oh, every Glock fanboy does that though. You tell them the fucking no, I'll, Glocks I'll are great. Be, if you put a thousand dollars worth of extra shit into them, yeah, every Glock fanboy like, no, it's not fucking true. They're great right out of the fucking box. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first box. to say that my Glock is the furthest thing from fucking stock. The only thing yeah. stock in my Glock is the the frame. And if, if Glocks slide, were so every, all the internals, stock, everything, the there barrel, wouldn't be such a huge aftermarket for them. Yeah, everything's fucking changed. The only thing that I have that's 100% stock minus the coating is, no, I just can't even say that. I was going to say my fucking 1911 Springfield Armory uh, TRP operator, but I got aftermarket barrel, aftermarket trigger. You guys don't own a stock gun. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, don't, okay. I don't think I've seen one. <laughs> no, well, the I only... Mean, Stock ones they have the custom are the ones guns. that are that are left over no, from the, the gun shop. That the they custom didn't sell the custom built guns that we have are stock because nothing has been changed since it was built. So that's technically considered okay. stock. Yeah, true. Fair point. I'll give you that. But it is, it's not like yeah. an off the shelf range at seven hundred. <laughs> Ran errands, shotguns. That was essentially my my whole weekend. So. Well, nice. Yeah, fun stuff. Jack, what'd you do? How'd your weekend? Absolutely nothing. Nice. Had drinks alone by myself with me and my dog Friday night. Woke up Saturday morning, got some menudo, uh, and then just watched documentaries all day Saturday. And then did a little bit of work Sunday because I had to because I could have done it Saturday, but I didn't. And then, uh, yeah, went to bed nice and early last night. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I did didn't you do go anything. somewhere and have menudo, or did you get like the, the clear plastic container? Bro, full Uber of Eats. Yeah, nice. no. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, it's San Antonio, so there's no shortage of places nope. that are going to deliver it. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, oh, I, I, I accomplished nothing. I this did week. go to Hop Dotty for the first time. Hop Dotty. It's like a burger joint or whatever. Uh, not worth the hype. No, no. no. Oh, it's I, an, they didn't hype much. It is a, I've never heard of this place. A, <laughs> I'm hearing Rob behind me just like fucking shit a break. He's Dude, like, we fuck went, that place. And it was packed. <laughs> like we showed up and there was just people everywhere. And I was like, son of a bitch. No. Like, it's got to be good. Like this many people can't be in here fucking eating if it's fucking lame. And the best part about it was the milkshake that I got. Because I got a Nutella chocolate pretzel milkshake. Ooh. Oh, that, that sounds good. No, yeah, it was. I would yeah. fuck with that. No, God, the, it sounds the, like diabetes. Well, it was like a seven and a half dollar milkshake and it showed up and it was like the size of my rock glass. And I was like. Uh, mm. Flavor was outstanding, but it should have been twice the fucking size. But the burgers were <laughs> it's story of my life. They're okay. <laughs> they're, they're okay. I'd much rather go to Cheesy Jane's. San Antonio is such a great. It's one of those hidden gem food, food towns. Yeah. It really is. Um, like even like obviously, there's no shortage of great Mexican food places oh, in the town, and and for that matter, German food places. Yeah. Um, but there's some great burger joints. Everything, there's some great, man. Like, you can get it here. There's good Italian joints. Yeah. There's, um, there's a Korean barbecue joint in uh, um, South San Antonio that like everybody swears by. People that lived in L.A. and everything yeah. like that when they were surrounded nice. by that well, kind of food. Well, it's the beauty of being Military City USA. 
You're going to have a lot of diversity and so diet. so much import here yeah. from like different cultures that have come in. Plus, we are a lot. This is a fat fucking city. <laughs> yeah. like, we are no fucking shit. fat down here, it's, bro. It's like, all that vitamin T we have in the food down here. I'm man. telling you, vitamin tacos. It's speaking tacos, of tacos, tamales, like speaking all of that food. shit fucks you up. You know what I'm looking forward to, John? Is some smashed plantains oh, in Nicaragua God. next so, week. So next you guys week, are going down there? Next week we go to Nicaragua. And there's two things I'm looking forward to. The fucking little Cuban restaurant for the best smoked chicken I've ever had in my That's life. That's what you were telling me about yes. last week. Oh, my God. I can't fucking wait for this. Yeah. And the fucking plantains. The yeah. fried plantains. Yeah. Oh. So next, my- week, next week's show is going to have a hell of a, what'd you guys do this well, weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of my we friends were in Nicaragua. We are in the, uh, yeah. the Post-revolution. Right the, the next next week's podcast is Scott and I are only going to say speak in Spanish. I'm just going to sit here and smoke uh, and let you guys tell stories because yeah. we're not chiming in on that one. But yeah. <laughs> A bunch of my friends are all in the DR we, right uh, now because all we, the sales we might team have meetings a, uh, are going on. We might have like a couple posting pictures of Charasco and shit. And I'm like motherfucker. We might have a couple uh, special cigars for everybody to just smoke. Oh, next oh week. shit! We should do a podcast blend. That's what I'm saying. Just, yeah, we should yeah. bring it back. Now that now that blends. we've opened up trade with Cuba, are there any cigars that uh, you Not can't a single one. get in this I, country? Now? I don't want any of those. So, yeah, they're all garbage. <laughs> so trade is not opened up with Cuba. Oh, it's not. So, no. Oh, I so, thought we were uh, over all that. No, you can go yeah. visit. But well, here's the deal: personal trade. Every real cigar master left Cuba decades ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what I've heard. Like yeah. they're only all the good shit is now in the DR Nicaragua. Yeah. It's it's literally like you can still get good Cuban cigars. There's like you, five of them, but you're gonna pay for them. Yeah. yeah. They're fucking, so like yeah. they're expensive. The Boulevard, sticks. the gold, the Boulevard Gold Medal is outstanding. Partigas Series D. The Partigas Series D, specifically number four. Yes, please. Is Fucking Number great. Five. Hey, Jazz, I apologize. Yeah. I didn't know you were such a freaking oh, no, cigar so, guy. So, yeah, dude, Jazz, a little Jazz's history. So Jazz was a rep for a little while, and he was also VP of sales for a cigar company. Oh, so this all makes more yeah. sense yeah. now. So I, I was in the cigar industry for years. I was in the cigar industry for years. Mikey, and, uh, I, Mikey got a lot of cigar questions this week. I've yeah. smoked more cigars this past five years <laughs> with you guys than I have my entire life. Every oh, once in a while, it'll be like a wedding or something like that. I used to go months, dude. Now it's like every every month. I'm having smoke. So, you know, shit. what are we smoking today, dude? Mikey, how many cigars oh, do we smoke on the way out? Segway though is uh, two, fucking uh, sexy. Yeah, two man. Two. We, we had a Mikey, two, what are you smoking? We had a two and a half hour drive out to the hunting trip this weekend, and we smoked. Well, Mikey smoked too. I I lit my third on the way. Yeah. <laughs> two and John and I smoked I in a truck we weren't supposed to be smoking in. Which one? When I brought out that Roush F two fifty, we were smoking cigars. Smoking cigars in a hundred ten thousand dollar pickup truck. <laughs> oh yeah, that I only had for a week. They were like, F it, you're paying for it, right?" I was no, paying for shit. They, for they paid me to shoot the commercial for the truck. That's F awesome. it, they're paying you yeah. for it. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna sit in these fucking custom leather seats and smoke what? this fucking cigar. Nice. When, I t- when, I, oh, was so good. when I test drove my truck, when I test drove my truck, I smoked a cigar on the test drive, and the fucking sales guy freaked out. I'm like. Don't worry, I'm buying it. <laughs> Ford never said uh, shit. I took that truck back and handed the commercial in. They were like, appreciate it. Here's the next one. I was like, thank shit, you. Yeah. I'm having a fine Warfighter Tobacco Garrison 556 Corojo. That's oh. what I'm on right oh. now. Nailed it. And I'm about to finish it and probably transition to a 762 Sumatra. Nice. My man. <laughs> I'm smoking Asking, he shall the receive. 762 Garrison Rosado. It is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. I am smoking a 556 Field, Connecticut. Oh, going oh, light God today. Oh, goddamn. Huh? When's the last time you smoked one of those? It's probably it's been, been a six months it's been a since I've had one. Because like, I, I kind of like, took Jazz's I knew I wanted to go. Well, one. I knew I wanted to go Corojo. And since I knew I was going to end up smoking two today, I didn't want to. 
I didn't want to like go full flavor and then yeah, and back be it limited. down. Yeah, so see but, how you feel right now. This is you know how what? I feel when they talk about cigars. <laughs> right there. But you know what? I, I just memorize the names. That's all I do. <laughs> it's <right>. because <laughs> of the band. All he does is Mikey leaves a band in front of him so he can read it and be like, I, I'm smoking. But this one. with the bourbon, <laughs> I'm pulling out uh, dried wheat and a little bit of pepper in this, which you know, has uh, been so quite nice. That five five six field, our Connecticut. That is the one that I was drinking, or I was smoking when we were drinking. Uh, fuck, I can't even remember what the fuck it was, but I got apricot out of it on that. But I would, the other I show. would honestly give y'all's field, Connecticut, on the low end of medium. God, I feel like we should all be wearing Brooks Brothers right now. <laughs> Some J Crew outlet yeah. fucking specials, <laughs> right? Yeah. But uh, no, seriously, this cigar. I think it's on the the lower end of medium. It's not like a Connecticut where you're done smoking and you're like, did I have a fucking cigar? Like, yeah. Like, you can actually yeah. taste it. It's actually got some ass to it. It's got some flavor. It's, uh, yeah, it's really, really good. Jack, gonna, what are you smoking? You know, 90% of my cigar smoking experiences have been Warfighter tobacco, and I love it so much. But right now, I'm having a, a Roja uh, Malbaro. It's, uh, <laughs> from a plantation. Here, you know what? Let me get you on that. I got oh, you. Thank you. I got you. It's from a plantation or outside of Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's um, uh, Felipe Morey. Uh, I think that's what uh, <laughs> the name provider. It's delicious. What, uh, uh, what, what flavors do you pull it. out of that? Um, right now, I'm I'm tasting uh, my <laughs> grandmother's emphysema. <laughs> a little bit of butthole. Uh, yeah, and a small hint of rat poison. Yeah, that, all sorts of poisons, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, a little tar. It's a tarry taste, I guess. You could say. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm rocking a 762. Uh, I'm rocking what Mikey's going to smoke next, a uh, 762 Field Sumatra. Uh, I figured I'd start out light, uh, and I'm going to finish out with a 50 cal Field Maduro. Medium body Maduro, I think, will pair great with some Rebecca Creek, because that's what uh, the majority uh, of us are drinking this evening. Warfighter, where's the Lancero game sitting right now? It's on fucking point. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's your like, question? Do they exist right now? Yeah, we oh, have yeah. Lanceros. Oh, God, that's such a good fucking cigar. Yeah. Yeah, it is. If, if a, anybody out there in listener land has not tried the Lancero from Warfighter, now I'm, I'm going to take this. your punk ass over to warfightertobacco.com and order the goddamn Lancero and change your life. And yep. I'm not I'm not saying this for a sales pitch, but order two. Yeah. And the reason I say that is if you only have I, one, you're going to piss yourself off. I smoke a fuckload of cigars, yeah. but I don't smoke a lot of the Lanceros. And so what happens with Lanceros is anytime I want to smoke one, Lanceros uh, is called it's the nerd cigar. It um, is. The wrapper to binder ratio, you get way it's more flavor. Really long and skinny. You get way more flavor out of that cigar than you get out of any other yes, size Jack, cigar. Like my dick. Um, wow. But the reason I say order or two, dick. the reason I say order two <laughs> or his. is or his smoking or his. a Lancero. No, it's long. it's an art. It, it takes is. it takes patience. It takes practice. Um, I literally set a timer on my phone for thirty seconds. Every time the timer goes off, I take a drag, because if wow. you smoke too fast, you're going to burn out the flavor in the cigar. If you yep. smoke too slow, it's going to go out, and then you relight, and then it tastes like shit. Lanceros, it's an art to smoke that cigar. So I get my first one, and I fuck it all up, and I smoke it too fast, and I try to slow down, and it goes out, and it tastes like shit, and it burns all fucked up. But I figure it out, and then I light the second one up, and I'm like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, is where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> to be totally honest with you, if I could get Warfighter to, and I don't I don't want you guys to, but if if I could get Warfighter to build me any one cigar, it would be the Corojo in Corona. 
No? I would okay. fuck that like up. A, uh, like a well, like a six by six by like a six 46? by forty six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. All yeah. fucking day. So let me ask you this: Like, uh, I I know a lot about the apparel industry, and I, right. I know a little bit about coffee. With tobacco, can you do like custom stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. we can do whatever yeah. we want. That's uh, next week. We're going down to create some new blends. So and... the way it essentially boils out, Jack, is it's all in ratios, right? So like, if you want to get flavor consistency through multiple sizes in a singular blend, what you do is it's all about ratios. So how much wrapper you have based on the circumference of it. So it's measured in sixty fourths of an inch. So if you see something that says fifty six or sixty, so this is a sixty gauge. That's okay. a sixty gauge. So that is sixty sixty fourths of an inch. That's a fifty two gauge. So and that's what it's measured in. So when I say a six by forty six, that would be six inches long, forty six ring gauge. So, but what, it works in ratios. So if you want the flavor consistency, you change the internal blend to match the ratio of the cigar of the wrapper on the outside. So you oh, can that's you what can you're showing me on the thing. So you can yeah. match on the this, video you're yeah, showing yeah, me. Yeah, yep, so you yep, can yep. match this flavor in a smaller ring gauge. But if you don't, if you don't actually reblend it for the size then you'll get flavor inconsistencies based yeah. on the size of the cigar. True. Okay. Very so true. a lot of it for ring gauge comes down to the Lancero is the nerd cigar. So the Lancero is you smoke it because you want no, essentially nothing but wrapper flavor you, and then Lajero. And your like, ra- your wrapper makes up about 50%, a little over 50% of the right. flavor profile that comes out of Which that cigar. Which is crazy because the outside wrapper of this is the least amount of cigar. It's one it's, leaf. Yeah, it's literally but one it makes leaf. Up about but 50% that's where of most of the effort is yeah. put in. Right. So. Yeah. Yep. so when you want to reduce that ring size, you have to reblend. The Lancero, though, is the highest ratio of filler to... No, wrapper to filler. Rapper to filler. Well, that's what I was getting there. So I was going to say filler to wrapper ratio, but would have been sure, wrapper to filler ratio. <laughs> the ratio ratio is still ratio. How weird is that? But uh, really, middle of the show. Uh, how, how weird is what? Yeah, you're doing cell phone pictures in the middle of the show. No, not. Are we boring you, Mikey? You are. <laughs> I'm sorry for a Brutal half cigar honesty. show. We're talking about cigars. <laughs> But uh, what it really boils down to is just, it's all in that ratio. And then sizing starts becoming preference for mouthfeel, heat of the cigar, shit like that. I'm a huge fan of a size called a Corona, which is typically a 6x46, 6x44, somewhere in there. I've heard of that. That's a commonly smoked cigar. So it's also known as the blender size. Yeah. So most blenders, when they're blending, they'll blend at a Corona and taste it that way to see if they like the blend. It's changed since 60 yeah. ring gauge no. has become so prevalent. Now they blend a little bigger. They, they blend, blend usually a little bigger. 50, 52. Traditionally. What size is a Corona? Like, like six, six by 46 yeah. is the most common size of a Corona. In like, cause they I just got handed a, this fucking big fat fuck. What that's, is a it? that's a six by 60. Okay. So Corona, y'all don't even have a Corona in your lineup. Uh, the closest to a Corona we have is the four by 44, except imagine it right. two inches longer and, a hair fatter. Yeah, take okay. take the Minute Man, make it two inches longer, and make it a little bit fatter. Okay, which is why th- that makes sense. Why you like the uh, why you like the uh, fucking Lancero so much? Because it's well, that's much. Well, no, Y'all's is a what seven and a half by thirty six? Yeah, thirty eight, thirty eight, thirty eight, seven by thirty eight. So, but a Lancero, a Lancero, you're literally you're getting the majority of that wrapper flavor out of it. So we're, we're they're also hard as fuck to build. Because yeah. if you're if you're internal, like if the accordion fold or any of that stuff fucked inside of that, well, it's what, not gonna drop. What we do with our cigars, like we we picked the best wrappers that we could get. And what I mean by that is that outside leaf that Tupac. goes around the cigar. 
Biggie. <laughs> yes. Rapper with a W, though. Oh, gotcha. Oh. Um, so so we, we picked the, the best quality hey, leaf that Tupac we could put outside. Tupac and Biggie outside. put a lot of Ws. Oh, they're great I'm fucking rappers. That's right. Great fucking rappers. That's right. Uh, but we picked the be- best leaves. all ended with L, so, unfortunately. On the outside. Um, <laughs> and so if we do ours Same. in Lancero, they're going to be <laughs> phenomenal. I thought they both the- ended with a bang. Oh! Sorry. Sorry. No, I'm used to it. I hate to cut off the cigar. Anyways, I do need to talk about 90s hip-hop, though, because Jazz and I have this new game at work. Oh, my God. Before we get to your 90s hip-hop work, we need to so no shit. And we have a guest. We do. So traditionally. By tradition, we have a segment on the show called So No Shit. Oh, so I got to play a game. Yes. All right. It's not a game. It's a story. It's a so-no-shit yeah. so story. So a so-no-shit story is a so-no-shit, there I was. Now, they typically have to do with our time and service. However, mm. you have a lot of journeys under your belt, including some outstanding work you just did with... Uh, and USO tours and shit. And, 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 USO tour and, and stuff like that. Not, it's not a war story. So it's here's a, the deal. funny story. It can okay. be deployed or it can be CONUS. But typically, it's a it's an in uniform story of so no shit. There I was, but so, it's not a war story. L- let's give him an, an example. So, um, so like Mikey, for instance, busted a prostitution ring in the barracks. Yeah, things oh, like that. Good for you. Wait, were you an MP? No, no, I was on duty. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like the SOG, and I was like, guys. Yeah, I don't want to be a snitch, but what the fuck, man? But, yeah, but this prostitute's <laughs> living in the barracks. There was, a, there was a hooker in the barracks, yeah. and like the room that was connected right. to her had a meth lab in it. Uh, and I was like, another, oh, example, yeah. another, <laughs> another example is two of these gentlemen witnessed a midget walk with pride through I, a formation. I told that story this weekend. Yeah, it was I told great. <laughs> through a full company formation battalion. at atten- or battalion formation at attention, and this midget came walking out of the barracks, out of walked through, got in the truck. And left, and then the Probably whole step stool. and the whole battalion was just dismissed after that happened. One of Jazz's Joe's actually pissed in a hooker's ass once, and I had okay. to go pick him and up. He had to go pick him up in the piece for oh for, yeah for peeing in a hooker's butt. Like, yeah. So things so like those things are so like no shit stories. So by tradition, we have the guest. And those of you who have not listened to those episodes, go back and listen to <laughs> yeah. them because uh, you've clearly missed a lot. Uh, so by tradition, we typically have the de- the guest tell their so no shit story uh, because we have found that traditionally the only two places that stories like this happen are in the military or in very large fraternities, which mm-hmm. are essentially the same thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we pass it to you, sir, to take over tonight's So No Shit story. Okay, so can I preface yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, this with the fact that... The only that- thing you have to preface with is So No Shit, and then you can fill in all the details. You need to- <laughs> all right. <laughs> I will say this. You know what's crazy is uh, fr- from 18 years old when I joined the military to I'm in my mid-30s now, I have... I've had a lot of cool and crazy opportunities and I am, I am a weird freak being, I'm a writer by trade. So I can, um, I can put experiences down on paper and explain them very clearly where uh, when I try to tell, I'm not a good storyteller. It's it's a weird thing. Well, if you start, we'll, uh, we can we'll chime in to, to, to help you like to get the Fill details that we need to get. Okay. All right. Wait, so this doesn't have to be a military no, story? It, it can be anything. Would you prefer a military story? Any, uh, anything uh, that you, you want, want, man. I mean, I mean, 
Just, yeah. a, just oh, a really wait. funny story. Literally dude. something that's like a listener is going to be like, oh, holy shit. Fuck. You've, uh, I've, <laughs> we've, we've heard funny stories. Come on, man. I just today. You definitely just filled that. Dude, you know what's crazy? I, a couple hours this ago. You watched me do I have I literally had so many life experiences. And this is, I recently, well, what this has been, uh, can I say something? This has been the bane of every relationship with a female i've ever had is they think that i withhold information from them because even when i was in the marines like i would do a day of training where i shot a a 25 mike mike and a sasser in the same day and we detonated some things and i'd come back and my girlfriend be like what'd you do today i'm like i don't know it's pretty normal day like i just (laughs) never get excited about anything even though i i know i've got to do a lot of cool things would it be better if we gave you like a primed subject Yes. So uh, I was lucky enough to run into you immediately after coming back from your USO tour. Yes. So and uh, was very happy that you came back in one piece because you went to some kind of sketchy places. We caught the tail end of the. We actually believe that you're in the CIA. He killed fucking Soleimani. We've we've talked about it. I mean, we we had to blow your cover, but (laughs) we know that you're in the CIA. Do you have a so no shit story? From the uh, USO trip, because you went with several other personalities when you went over and did this. And by the way, uh, even though I wasn't there, thank you for being willing to go do that and uh, and bring a little humor and joy to those yeah, guys over there. It's, it's, oh, it's man, that's so fun it's good for me, on dude. You, dude. That's right. so fun for me. I'm going to try to stick to the no shit story stuff, but like that is so pleasurable. No, for me. I I, I've been a civilian for like 14 years. Right, but I'm a civilian. Like, I think, so for me to go and know that I get to bring that yeah. to troops overseas. And that's what I'm saying is that for those guys, all you guys, had to do was do a sure movie with too. a fucking blow up doll on your dick no that's right. what got it started yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I wasn't there but i'm sure i speak for those guys and we're not a huge show but we're we're picking up a pretty good following i, I just want to say thanks for Absolutely. giving up your time and going and doing that because it's uh it's fucking it, good on you man like it, I, I think it's outstanding it's so pleasurable to do those things like i always i always tell those kids like you know for us we just we get to come out here for two weeks and do these shows and we know that this isn't your first deployment it's not going to be your last and we really appreciate what you're doing. So um, when you go home, if there's one thing I can tell you as a civilian back in the States, just remember, you know, you, you go and make sure you get that 10% discount from Applebee's because you earned it. <laughs> Fuck it. Damn Those tacos right. need to it. be cheaper, God yeah. damn it. So uh, do you have any uh, so-no-shit stories from your uh, time doing the USO trip? All right. Everyone's expecting loud uh, big bangs and everything like that. I will say, oh, my God, dude. So it's got to start with so no shit. I, there, uh, yeah, I don't have. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, so no shit. So so I'll, I'll give you an example uh, just to you know give you a little time to think about it for, mm-hmm. for a minute. Uh, so this weekend, uh, Mikey and I were sitting there and uh, and I think it was Saturday night. No, Sunday morning or Saturday night when uh, no Sunday morning. We were walking out to go get in the blind getting everything ready. Uh, we're prepping some guns, loading some stuff up, make sure we got everything that we need to go out there. And I don't know what the fuck I ate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 fucking for real. All right. So we're standing there, and we walk out to a dude's truck. It was Saturday night. It was Saturday night, It was yeah. Saturday night. We're getting ready to do a night hunt. And some dude comes out, and he's like, hey, I'm going to show you guys this thermal. It was dude with the, uh, with the, uh, oh, it was fucking, Ross. Ross. yeah, it was Ross with the, uh, fucking, he was the guy that had the combat yeah. action ribbon truck. And uh, he pulls out his gun. He's got a thermal side on it and everything. And uh, fucking John lets out this fart that fucking was so long. I, I, I literally he spoke said three sentences. I spoke two sentences and a fucking 
exclamation at the end of like, what the fuck? You know, uh, uh, and he farted the entire time. It was just like one just. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But it ended on a good note. It's like. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck, man? What was that?" I was like, "Sorry, bro. I don't know what's going on." I was like, "That it's was an argument for fart book, dude." That was one of the fucking a, dude. Like that was one of those that I was like, "I'm fucking impressed." Like my mouth's open and everything, and I'm still like, "Fuck, <laughs> god damn, man." Yeah, so that would be a son of shit. Okay, so I got something. That's a much, right. that's a lowbrow one. It's not one, uh, overseas related. It's uh, it recently we're in my uh, marine life. It, but it has to do with Range 15. Okay. A okay. little Range 15 story that... Yeah, uh, behind-the-scenes action. Yeah, that I don't think uh, has ever been told. Oh. I personally witnessed this. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. So I don't get starstruck, but one person I was excited to work with on that project was Sean Astin. So no shit. Sean Astin, we did... Uh, it, was, it only probably made up five minutes of the film, but we spent an entire day filming with him. And the whole thing was, so Sean Astin was in Lord of the Rings. He played Samwise Ganji. He was in the Goonies. Yeah, he's he, Rudy. He dude. played Rudy. He played yeah, Rudy, yeah. Encino it's, Man. It's Gamgee. It's Gamgee. It depends who you're talking to. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Jif? Yeah. For me, he's Rudy. Um, <laughs> it's nothing but a G thing. <laughs> so Sean Astin, we had this one scene where we spent pretty much 12 hours. We were in this helicopter. This, it was static. It was on the ground. We had green screens around us, but it was in the hot um, you know, inland LA sun was beating down on us. And at first, like, man, we got the day started. We're in this helicopter with Sean Aston. Jared Taylor's doing Jared Taylor things where he's just talking. He's becoming best friends with Sean. We're all chatting with each other. Um, he's, you know, telling us about all these movies he's done in the past. And, and, but we're all like, we'd already been filming for a couple of weeks. We all have this close bond. It was all the main cast in the film. And, uh, you know, you get about hour eight. And at that point, the days, there's only so many freaking energy drinks you can have. Yeah. There's on, only so much you can do. We're, we're wiped. And the, the crew's doing what they're doing. They're breaking down and rearranging the uh, green screen to set up for the next shot. And we're, we're wiped at this point. Like, Sean Astin is a veteran of the film industry. Yeah, and he doesn't exactly lack experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he knew exactly what was going on. We were all newbies, and we Goonies were just is what eighty five. Goonies, yeah, eighty five, and he was probably twelve, thirteen at yeah. the time. So when he's been there. rocking it and this since dude's then. Essentially, yeah. been in front of a camera since his entire then. life. Yeah. His his mom, uh, I forgot his mom's name, but she was a big actress. Yeah. His dad was John Aston, the the guy who played Gomez Adams in the original Adams family. Like oh, he comes, from, right. yeah, I mean, yeah. he comes from an L A. family. And he's, he's a vet in the film industry. So we're all wiped out. We're just sitting there. It's very apparent, like, the steam's been taken out of us. That. It was 85. We I'll have to it. go into another scene. And we're all sitting there. It's quiet. It's fine. Like, all the talking and, and the fun of the day is dead. And all of a sudden, we hear, we got to go through him. We got to go in him. We gotta, he starts doing the Newt Rockney speech from no! Rudy. Just starts <laughs> belting it out. And it was, and by the way, the the the, cat, the the crew was all moving around. It was just the cast all alone in this helicopter together. Nobody else was watching this happen. So it was like six of us and him in this little crammed in this helicopter. And he starts going in the Newt Rockney speech verbatim, flawlessly, just the way he did it in the movie. And Rudy, like it was the most. And so he ends it. He does the whole speech. He ends it. And we're all sitting there looking at each other and like, 
did he just do the Rudy speech? And just, just like that, no amount of coffee, energy drinks, anything like that, like that, like that, like took us into the next that part of the day. Right there. That fucking motivation. Pro. What a G, yeah. dude. Nice. Fuck. His pro is good fuck, guy. Where he was just like, you know, it'll get all these fucking newbies amped. Yeah, Rudy. Speech. If I just bring out one of my old movies that right. everyone's seen, yeah, yeah. that's awesome, nice. dude. Yeah. So I really appreciated that about him. And so apparently, uh, Sean Astin is as awesome as you think he is. He's that. So okay, I'll say this. I I only again, I only worked with him for like eight hours, so it's not like I'm best friends with him. But I will say this: the experience that I had with him. Have you seen him in uh, Stranger Things too? Yeah, yeah. playing Bob. Yeah. He's not far from the Bob character. <laughs> he's just a nice, wholesome guy. God damn it! He's just a—he's just a very well-meaning human be being. Friends with Bob. Yeah. Bob seems like Sean Astin good is a very guy. good dude. Yes. There you go. I, yeah. I have a short no shit throw a story. Oh shit! That is range fifteen and involves Jack. Oh. So no shit. There I was. I think I know this story. on the rooftop yep, of the Moment Hotel. During filming? During filming. Okay. And I have a picture of myself, Hollywood, you, and Clint Romache with our pants around our ankles. Bro! <laughs> Send that to me. Do you have that still? I do, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know this exists. <laughs> my, and, my and, and he's it. talking about Hollywood Hurd, who is an Air Force veteran. He was a pilot in the Air Force. Yeah. He went into the film industry, and he's not only a veteran of the Air Force, he's a veteran of the film industry. Yeah. This guy's done every conceivable and, job uh, Hollywood in, in Hollywood. He, he's a great friend of Warfighter. He's been out here to the shop. You know Hollywood? Yeah. Oh, he's oh, a cigar fun. dude. Dude, yeah. he, he goes oh, yeah. Trade show with this every year. Every dude, year he yeah. comes with us. Such a good dude. And people, you know, they call him Hollywood. It's not because of the industry he works in. That was his call sign in the Air Force yeah. long before he joined the you film know, industry. The, the best part about that is this past year, I, I was in charge of booking all the rooms for everybody that we brought to, to the cigar show with us. And so I'm like, hey, Hollywood, like, all I knew is his name is Hollywood. Hollywood heard. That's all I fucking know. So, yeah, right? such a good dude. So I'm like, hey, man, like, Here's my guy doing all the rooms. You have to send him a pic. Like, I, I had a group message going. I'm like, everybody has to send a picture of your license so we can get all the fucking rooms taken care of, everything like this. You know, they're fucking Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Las Vegas hotels. You know, they, they need fucking proof. Just everybody send your license, blackout, whatever you need to blackout, said your name. Like, good to go. Hollywood sends his fucking license over. And I'm like, Bro, that ain't your fucking name. Yeah, it's <laughs> such it was a like, standard name. It was his real name, and I was yeah. just like, no, it's like, like you're fucking Hollywood. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was his call sign in the Air Force, and then he went into the film industry. Yeah, yeah, and and he used to fly fucking B two bombers. Yeah, B one yeah. bombers. Yeah, Sorry, he was a, oh, he B2, was a, B2. he was a pilot man. Like, yeah, he badass. did the whole Air Force experience. Yeah, and like that guy. I I think he's been in the film industry since the early '90s. So when we did Range Fifteen, like. We had a $1.5 million budget, which is for Extremely an independent small. film. Yeah, it's not that much. By the way, anything sub $2 million is considered a no-budget film. Yeah. Right? Which is cool, like, though, because it was crowdsourced. It was crowdsourced. But the reason why we had like Indiegogo we were able to save rocked. so much money is guys like Hollywood, who he's a veteran who completely believed in this project and loved the message of it. So he just... This guy has did. been sitting on decades of lighting equipment and everything. He just donated it to us. That's he so volunteered awesome. himself as first AD, 
Probably like he took non-union wages for it. Like Dude, the guy just hooked us up. Yes, they are the most valuable. Yeah, your first AD and your second AD, if they're squared away, your fucking set runs like butter. Yeah. They're the they're, they're the not, platoon sergeants yeah. of the. What, why do you think we bring Hollywood to the fucking cigar yeah. convention? Yeah. 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 People don't realize like, what you, in the you film industry, a first AD good. is right. the platoon so sergeant. They make things move. I literally want Mikey to be my first AD because if I could get him fucking. Just up to snuff on the vernacular. Yeah, I know my set's gonna fucking it, run. But it works. And that's perfect. what it might it, need my first day. I'm gonna to defend do. you on that because this whole weekend we were, it was hurry up and wait until Dude. Mikey was just like literally fucking went drilling we, stuff. We sucking each other's dick. Let's like, fucking, let's fucking go. Do this. <laughs> like, we got Everybody shit get in your fucking guys. shit. Let's move. We're going. <laughs> Grant said we're going over here. Everybody fucking go over here. <laughs> and so, from certain perspectives on a film set, hurry up and wait is kind of the existence. It is. So it is the clo- the closest it, I've ever been to a military experience a is film on set. film sets. Yeah, Whether absolutely. it's been Range Fifteen, I've been on um, network stuff. Yeah. I've and I've done um, Vet TV. They it's all identical. the same. Yeah. It's hurry up and wait, just and like so, the military. And it all depends on the perspective, right? So like. If you're in like a key position or you're part of cast, you feel like you're just standing around doing nothing the majority of the day. But then you have like a huge amount of crew that is just running like rats. The lighting guys never end. Grips are fucking exhausted by the end of the entire gaffing department is fucking exhausted. Like even like even like wardrobe, they always have to be on the point. Yeah. And so makeup. So I have a short film project that I want to do. And uh, so I'm building a crew for that. And I literally came to Mikey and I was like, I know you've never done it before, but I literally think as first AD on my short film, I think I want to put you in that slot because I know my set will run. It's a leadership role. You do need to have industry experience, but it first yeah, but and foremost, piece. it first and foremost is a, it's yeah. a leadership role. It's, it's all it is. Yeah. You can teach anybody to be a first AD. It's moving people around, getting right. to where they need to be. It's a project and, manager. Well, yeah. and being able to speak with authority. You need to be able to say like, this needs to get done. And there is no room for somebody going like, well, I don't think I it, like well, that's, your and that's, and that's, that's the benefit yeah. of independence is you can yeah. talk down to the town oh, a little yeah, bit if you, you want. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't think I don't really give a shit what you think. Yeah. Like this is you're what getting I a need. paycheck and you're here yeah, and the producers so. are telling me to do this. So you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He talks down to the talent all the time. Mikey, the talent. Fahey. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a new call sign now. So. That's right. So, Jack, what are you up to these days? He's got a nickname and a call sign. Yeah. What do you got going on? Man, yeah, um, give, us a, give us some plugs, man. Plug your shit. This is like hot oh, ones, dude. You can pick no, up seriously. one camera no, and you can plug what you have going on. <laughs> I will bar. be spending pretty much all of March in L.A. I'm going to be doing uh, a, a show called The Shop. We're doing season two of The Shop. We're going to be doing nine episodes. So I'll be in uh, for Vet TV. And I was going to say, season one is yeah. all on Vet TV. We're, it's all on Vet TV. You can watch season one. It's $5 a month, people. Pay the where, five bucks. It's where so can worth you find it. Also good so dudes. Yeah. yeah. Where do you find Vet, vet TV? It's at VetTV.com. They have an app that yeah. you can get. Um, and I, I'll tell you what, man. Um, then in you know, April, I'm, you're jumping out of planes with me. Yeah, oh, in May, May, right? And April, early May. Okay, so in late April, I'll be doing Burbas, and I'm doing another <laughs> USO tour. And, nice. And yeah, so I'm. Uh, this is my. I'll give you my exact schedule. I'm not going to give you ad- my address, so you can't rub my place. But <laughs> this is what I'm going to be doing. So next week, I'm going to Minneapolis. Getting back from that, I'm going straight to DC for three days, and from DC, I'm flying straight out to LA for three weeks. 
um, from LA uh, after three weeks. That'll be late March when I get back. Then I'm going to go up to Austin. And then from there, I have a nice little week off. And then I'm going back out to the Middle East for another US. It's called an AFE tour. It's like a similar to USO tour. Who are you going out there with? American Hitmen. Oh, nice. The band. Yeah, oh, that's, that's awesome. I've done. This will be my fourth time with them. That's Super awesome. fun, talented dudes. That's great. Um, and then uh, Burbiz, D.C. in late April. And then we're jumping out of planes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, that's the gist of it. We'll yeah, get, I'm going to be I'll on get, the road. I'm going to get Jazz Three out weeks there. out. Jazz coming out there. He's, Fucking hype. He's jumping in three weeks. He's going to be out there, get fuck. his wings. And then uh, so um, we'll I've told the story there. a couple times, but I spent six years in the U.S. Army wearing an airborne tab in my arm. Yeah. And never got a chance to go to jump school. Also really? the only person in his family. And I'm also the only leg in my family. That oh, do you in the come military. from like an army? Well, I know you got I was to, I was well, fifth yeah, generation army by the Justin's time I was. Airborne yeah. infantry. His dad's airborne infantry. Yeah. Really? Like, he's got like ants my, and shit. My neurologist aunt is airborne qualified. <laughs> and Jazz is a fucking leg. <laughs> and I'm a leg. <laughs> and I'm a Wait, leg what, that came what, from, what unit were you in the army? I was psychological operations. I was okay. in K POC. And okay. all of K POC wears the airborne tab. Like all of us. I wore that fucking thing on my arm for six years and could never get a jump school slot. That's rare, too, right? Oh, no, it was insane. Like, it you was fell just through insane. some cracks. And Jazz's was, joke is he had to work at a fucking t-shirt so company. So I had to come to a fucking work for a t-shirt <laughs> company in order to go to fucking jump school. Yeah. Like, <laughs> some bullshit. So uh, the cool thing is, so the really neat thing is, is so now I'm going. Uh, a Delta Force friend of mine is actually going to that jump. Uh Mikey has rigged it to where my airborne brother. That's got to be uh, for a Delta Force guy to go to that jump. That's got to be like, hey, man, I know you're used to uh, racing NASCAR, but here's a Greyhound bus. So, <laughs> so here's the really funny part is I didn't even invite him. Just told him I got my slot and I was going. He contacted and joined yeah. Brown Canopy Parachute Team just so he could come and jump on he's my stage. He's, he's a good dude. Good dude. So Mikey's going to be there. So one of my best friends is in town to be part of my jump. My little brother's going and is on my stick when I qual. So he's jumping. But he's with already me done it, right? He's, he's oh, he's got like what, 40 jumps. He's got forty oh, jumps. Jeez, so. always. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's going to be there when I jump. So he should be there on my qual jump. So as weird as it'll be, because typically it gets handed down in generations, it'll be my little brother. That actually pins my wings. Dude, I'm Justin, very proud of your big brother for the man you've become. <laughs> Justin, if yeah, no, you that's been the running joke. Yeah. Justin, if finally... you don't give him the blood wings that he deserves, oh, dude, they blood wing there. Fucking they, pussy. Oh, they blood. No, dude, you need to hit it in, pull it out. What's and your age difference, dude? We all line am, up, dude. I'm, I'm gonna blood wing the fuck out of him. Oh, you need to do it. For okay, me. so you were never old enough to like pick on him or anything like that. No, he was basically a second dad. I was essentially a third parent. Okay, so like he's not going to do like revenge things. Oh, yeah. No, I've already, Mikey. I've, I've literally already said. <laughs> but I will. The you, only- need, <laughs> you need to pull it out and do it again for me because yeah. like, I'm not going to be there. You the, have to do that for I've me. I've literally Deal. said that the only way that I'll take blood wings is if Justin's allowed to give them to me. Other than that, like I'll I'll... I'll tell everybody to fuck off. Is that still a normal uh, thing in the army? No, like, what are you going to do with Jess? They don't, they don't do it anymore. They hit them anyways? <laughs> <laughs> no, whatever. If That's a bygone wanna, era. If people want to come and make sure that they're in, okay. Well, so what they do is that everybody just basically lines up and gives you fucking like a, like a dap, basically, yeah, and then fucking but, rubs them in. Like, it's I nothing. Don't, I don't think I'm asking for a lot here to say, like, look, the blood wings, let my brother do the actual blooding. If everybody, If everybody else wants to come and make sure they're stuck... Yeah. Okay. A- oh yeah. After yeah. Justin oh, no, no, no. does. Like, the, after the, the Justin initial, actually gets to blood me. Hundred percent. I'm cool with that. Like that's what I'm saying yeah. is anybody that goes before Justin's a fucking asshole. Right. Yeah. I'm just not <laughs> letting. I'm not letting anybody 
Nobody gets to touch those wings until just. I don't know. Did you even met Bill Markham yet? Bill Markham, president of RCBT. That dude, he is hard to say fucking no to. He's the greatest dude I've ever met. Sure. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. But based on what I know about Bill and the conversations I have had with him and stuff so far. Yeah. I think he'll get it if I go. A hundred percent. Can you just wait? I would like my airborne brother. To oh, do yeah. A hundred percent. So it's family to family. You know what? I guarantee you Bill's already thought of that. Because, well, like our dad got to put his on. Yeah. So him putting mine on just kind of completes the circle. So yeah. that's all. Like, I'm not saying that everybody else Has can't do it. Has anybody ever that's died in their course before? Okay, that's all I need to hear. I'm not the dumbest guy, so I mean, you just have to, like, you there's just have room to, to be the first. Yeah, <laughs> you just have to be, you know, just have to be cognizant and listen to what they say. And then, you know, like- I've, I've I've been in a bowl. I, I think after that, like uh, I've overcome some fears. I think I think uh, my dad is I'll, trying I'll to it. teach me how to do the whole like flare it just right to get it to fucking hop to so it. that you fucking can walk it off and shit. I'm like, don't tell me how to do that because yeah. I'll try it. I don't want tricks. Don't tell me how to do that shit. That's how yeah. I get fucking hurt. I just want to do what yeah. the instructors tell like, me to do. Dude, if, you, like, if you stand up a jump on that drop zone, they'll kick you the fuck off. Right. Well, no, that was his <laughs> thing. He's like, he was like, I know how to do it to where you hit and then you go like, all right, I should fall down now. And then you like, yeah. you fall down to you. Know, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I've done it twice where I've been able to do that. And I'm my like, dad, <laughs> and I'm like, my oh, shit, dad fall down has a hundred and nineteen static line jumps oh, under yeah. his belt. Yeah, if he wants to walk a jump off, knock yourself out. Yeah, like right. who the fuck's <laughs> gonna tell you you're wrong? Sure. Well, and, and he's a. I hate to be all George Costanza yeah, he's a here, Colonel, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But like, for me, I'll do it right. I'll do it by the way. My my only ask at the school is I will follow all the rules. My only ask is my brother puts my wings on. That's my only ask. Other than that, First, I will go by. And then everybody else puts them on. I will again. go by. I will go by everybody's rules, but I want my brother to put my wings. On. No, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Like that's my only ask. Hundred percent. Good with that. I don't think I'm asking for a lot here. I don't think so either. Even the other Marines, like although the, Command uh, Sergeant Major yeah. Rick Lamb will be there. I don't give a fuck. He's not my brother. <laughs> fucking right answer, dude. Right answer. Follow, and Rick, answer, wait, Rick listens to the fucking podcast. I'm a little behind so here. Are you supposed to my brother? ask specific people to put your wings on? No, no. It's just it's in kind of like case, when you get promoted in the Marines, you could like call people up, like yeah. to fucking pin right. you. It's just but I'm the guy who shit. got promoted to corporal. I asked one of my, I asked one of my Lance Corporal friends to put it on. Like, I'm like, <laughs> did they say? But no? he's my buddy. Did they say no? No, he went up there and did it. Really? Because he was my buddy. Did I called I called on a sergeant when I picked up sergeant. I called on a sergeant that fucking hated me. That was a fucking dick to me my whole career. So I called him. I was like, "Oh, sergeant, new to fuck, come pick me up." <laughs> we're, we're we're cool now, but at the time I couldn't stand the motherfucker. My boy Larry awesome. walked up and fucking pinned yeah. me. He's like, "You think it's, you're funny?" I'm like, "Sure, do, Sanute." So in the army, <laughs> it's not a thing. It's just and I the, come from such an airborne heritage. Yeah, that I want. In the I army, you're talking a marine, man. Like I fucking totally get the nostalgia in, of it. In the army, once you pass a school, and there's there's only a uh, a it's handful a of schools that do this. A couple of schools that have this kind of tradition. so like uh, airborne school, for instance. Um, anybody that's already airborne qualified that's at the time where you get pinned on, pins your wings, or gives you. Well, in my day, gave gave you blood wings. They come in, they, you don't put the fucking dammits on the back. They slam it into your chest, and this guy comes up, pulls it out, slams it in again. Um, a couple of the schools that do that is like uh, uh, if you're an infantry guy in the, in the Army and you go through and and, gra- and get your expert instrument's badge. If you earn your EIB, you know, they'll yep. pin those in. And everybody else that had an EIB has the privilege of walking by and, and fucking nailing that thing into your yeah. chest. You know? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like rank some branch, some... Uh, well, like MOS is 
Yeah. Yeah. Like with the yeah. fucking blood stripe. Yeah. So I mean? back like, in the day, like, where everybody we all still fucking wore a rank get, on our collar. Yeah. Everyone, they and fucking you walk by and smack yeah. Yeah. pull them back out the next day. Yeah, that was a that's that's fucking PFC through fucking master guns. You know what I love? So I, as a Marine veteran, I work around a lot of people from different branches, and it doesn't really happen anymore. But in the past, like dudes would be like. Oh man, you're such a leg. You're a leg. You're a leg. Yeah, like, it doesn't affect you. Gotta us. realize, like, that's not an insult in the Marine Corps. No, so that means nothing to me. We're all I'll legs. You so yeah. you know, to jump. The only injuries out of the group that we've sent down there, Marines. the only injuries that have happened to anybody have all been Marines. That's not true. So the huh. tradition. That's not true. The, the other one was the missing. One, she a only had one leg. leg. The one leg at an Air Force chick broke she had her leg. One leg. <laughs> she broke her good she leg. She had one leg. But everybody else that had the use of all of their limbs, they were. All Marines that went but, down there and got but injured. But now, in defense of the Air Force chicken, I've never met her in her entire life. I've only she's heard awesome. stories about this. She's awesome. Is Mikey's contacted her afterwards, and she's like, I'll fucking jump again. Oh, all yeah. All day, yeah, every she's day. Fucking, no she's fucking a straight G, dude. Like, she's a fucking badass. Whereas one of our coworkers that broke his leg was like, fuck it, I'm never doing this shit again. This is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Well, I know who you're talking about. It was a bad break. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the video. That was not a... I can understand how so you wouldn't want to do that again. Shit? Yeah, dude, don't talk no, shit. No, no. I don't know the backstory. I just know it didn't so, look like a healthy break. The video <laughs> right before that is him fucking landing, going "suck it, gravity." I fucking got this. <laughs> and the next jump was him breaking his fucking leg. Literally, he was a marine. He, he made, was a marine. <laughs> he made the joke though. He's like, "We brought a bunch of amputees out here. I don't want to fucking become one." And I was like, "Ooh, don't say that." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is a good joke. Just for the record, no, that's a, a good joke. It was a good joke, but. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do that until after my fifth. But you can, you can literally ask Justin in the airborne community. The one thing you don't talk about before your jump is fucking up the jump. No, you fucking don't. You don't talk about it. <laughs> now, like and then Justin started and calling him Wandart. <laughs> well, so I literally so <laughs> like our company is making all the sh- t-shirts for RCPT, and I wanted to make a t-shirt that said Lawndart on it. And I talked to the airborne community before I decided I wanted to initiate the design. And all the airborne guys were like, "Yeah." Fucking, as long as you're not rigged up and ready to jump, you can make those jokes all fucking day. Sure. But as soon as you put the rig on. Nobody says shit about that. You don't that. say shit nope. about no. the jump going wrong. Yeah. Because that's what's in your head. The funny thing is, when he first came back, was like, I didn't reach for the ground. My feet and knees were together. It was fine. And then as time has progressed, he was like, well, maybe my feet were a little relaxed. I might have reached for the ground a little bit. Like, he did everything he wasn't supposed to you do. You know what? Justin just reminded me. Justin just reminded me. There was one army guy. Uh, one of the amputees was an army guy was making fun of Dan after Dan broke his leg, was talking shit about Dan, and then fucking on his last jump, fucked his foot up as well. So a one-legged man. That's it. You don't talk yeah, shit about jumps. Right. Like, well, the I, thing is, is it, but Mikey, he talks shit. He talks shit. See, that's the thing. I was telling Mikey, Mikey, talk shit, get hit. Yep. And that's the thing, <laughs> from what I understand with jumping, it could happen to anyone. Even Anybody. the most experienced yeah. jumper, like, yeah. it, dude, it can happen well, to I anyone. twisted my ankle on one. I, I landed in a gopher hole. Like, literally, my toe dug into yeah. a fucking that, That's out of your control. Notice how he left. But he also steered into a tree one time. Yeah, I did that once. I saw that I did that once. So, well, like, my dad will tell you. But I walked out of that with a skin with a skin. Oh, I had right. some close calls. Jump master the whole nine yards. He'll flat out tell you anything past thirty jumps, you're just gambling. you're just on borrowed time. Gambling. Like that's just it's gonna happen. Yeah. My, like you're you're it's like a NASCAR driver. Right. It's well, like, yeah. on it's the like same, at some point you're gonna Dale Earnhardt. On the same jump that <laughs> it's I <gonna> <laughs> Well, hey Walt. <laughs> hey Walt. Hey, look, when you can only make left turns and you make a hard right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was telling Mikey this weekend, like my my airborne school experience, like 
when they uh, they divide us up all in, in into chalks, getting ready like training for three weeks <laughs> of airborne school. You have two weeks of literally learning how to fall down. John thought yeah. he was slick though. And then you have one week of jumping out of plane. So for those first two weeks, I was the last guy in my chalk, and I'm like, "Fuck yes, I'm just gonna follow everybody out of this plane." All for two weeks, I followed people, and I watched everybody else leave static fucking planes on the ground and the jump towers and everything else. And I'm the last fucking dude. I'm like, this is fucking sweet. I just watched 10 guys fucking do this. I'm all set. What I didn't realize is when they load the planes. Fuck off, Rob. Yeah. For all of you that just saw that, that's our producer, Rob, letting us know that he needs to go. He's just throwing shit away. Yeah. Eat a dick, buddy. Fucking because the boss is at home. When, when they load the planes, they load you from the back. Yeah. They put the ramp down. Everybody walks in. The doors that you jump out of are also in the back of the planes. <laughs> I didn't realize this for two weeks. So now it's first. like stand in the so door and he's like, what? Day, day one of week three, <laughs> we load the planes. I'm still fucking just pumped. I'm fuck yeah, this is going to be the best thing in the world. Screaming my fucking brains out. We load the planes. We fucking take off. We start going. There was another chalk in front of us. That whole chalk went out the fucking plane. It still didn't set in. We all slid down, everything. They start giving commands, five minutes, one minute, 30 seconds, stand up, hook up, blah, 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 blah. I turn, the door is wide fucking open. I'm looking at nothing outside <laughs> of this plane. And I just told Mikey, like, I couldn't hear shit. Out of the corner of my eye, it went from the red light to the green light. I looked to my left, the jump master fucking knife hand me, his mouth moved a little bit, I didn't hear a fucking word. I looked back at that light and my brain instinctively was like, you need to leave this fucking aircraft. <laughs> and I look back at the jump master, I'm still holding my reserve and I'm like, fuck me. This dude's about to boot me in the ass, get me the fuck out. This probably was, I don't know, a second. But in my real, like my head, it felt like 10 minutes. And I was just like, here we fucking go, boys. And I just fucking jumped. <laughs> and that was my first jump. And I fucking, it was great. Landed, had a nice soft landing, packed up on my shit, put it in a fucking bag. I put my fucking chute on my back, put my head down, and I ran to the fucking where I got to drop my chute. I uh, get to where, right in Friar Drop Zone, there's a fucking dirt road that goes right down the middle of the airfield. And I get to the airfield, I see it, and I'm like, fuck, I'm almost here. And I look up. And as I look up, I see feet out of the top of my, like, my peripheral vision. And I look up and this dude's coming down in a fucking shoot. So then I look around and I'm like, okay, nobody's going to hit me. And this dude's floating down, floating, floating, floating. And he literally lands in the back of a fucking pickup truck that's parked on a DZ. <laughs> and fucking destroys his Is hip. Is it Friar Drop Zone like a 35 uh, second drop zone too? It's insane. Like it's not exactly small. But he fucking destroyed, like sh completely just shatters his hip. And I'm just like... I don't know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> well, you don't want to hit fucking trucks. That's no, for damn sure. Well, fuck me. Fortunately for you, we jump steerable canopies that you can actually steer and yeah. move the fuck yeah. out yeah. of the way. Shit. Look how so that worked out for the leadership of yeah. Grunt Style. Don't steer. I saw the video. Into the trees. Yeah. Or also, buildings. don't steer for buildings. <laughs> Yeah, saw that one. Stop! You better stop yeah. talking shit, dude. We're not rigged. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Their but their their leg. <laughs> like I'm telling you, dude. I'd watch that shit talk. So so Jack, where uh, where can everybody find you? I, you know yeah. what? I don't give a fuck if I break my leg. I'm coming home with fucking wings. I will jump with a cast on. I, I, I believe you. <laughs> like I'm coming home with fucking wings. I don't give a fuck. You throw me out of that fucking airplane with a full body. I cast. mean, statistically, I'm RCPD, coming home the, with the wings. students that I've sent. It's always their fifth jump they fuck themselves up on. Fuck. So it's fun. I will come home with wings. Uh, yeah. 
boys, I don't think we should be talking about this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Jack, where, where can everybody where find, can you? find you, man? Where can, where can they find you? Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram at Jack Mandeville, J-A-C-K-M-A-N-D-A-V-I-L-L-E. I'm on TikTok <laughs> at Jack Mandeville, J-A-C-K-M-A-N-D-A-V-I-L-L-E. I'm on Twitter at Jack Mandeville, J-A-C-K-M-A-N-D-A-V-I-L-L-E. And I'm on Facebook at Jack Mandeville. Just go, just put Jack Mandeville in the search bar. Uh, what about YouTube? You on there too? Uh, no, I'm not actually. Oh, fuck. This is the thing. Um, He's on Pornhub. Oh, I'm making <laughs> epic ropes on just Pornhub. Start, yeah. Just start, start with oh, ropes. By the way, so <laughs> I, know, some he's I know like a guy, I know a guy in the industry. And I actually, so I was going to hit him up today. I'll probably do it tomorrow. But I know a guy in the industry. He's, he's, as talent, he's got a lot of films under his role. He he would know how to produce. I want to do the first. I shouldn't be saying this, but nope. Keep going. Do it. Keep going. I want say to it, do. The, I think I know where you're going. I'm a big history guy. Oh God! I want say to it. do historical porn. <laughs> yeah. So I want to do like no. It is it. It's fifty percent storyline and acting, and fifty percent triple X hardcore fucking. You know how many? But I want to do teach? Benjamin Franklin. Serving as ambassador in France. Tell me it's him. I, I don't know what the context is. <laughs> is um, how I want to do Benjamin how can, Franklin. How can the Freedom Friends help make this happen? I, I want to do. I want to do Genghis Khan because oh. we all know that guy loved to fuck. Had to. I want to do like major historical figures who have like legendary libidos. I want to do a whole series. So I know two. But with actual pornography I know two people, showrunners who can that could probably help us make this happen. But we, this would be a pornographic film. Like there's yeah, industry stuff that we would have to Yeah, see the producing team back there giving you a big thumbs up. <laughs> oh, you know the industry. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. They're yeah. willing to learn. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm um I could that's an idea I have. Now. We could probably make what's, this multi-cam 6K porn hey, if you want to make that fucking happen. For the for the producers, we could do. What's the most historic gay dude that you could get these guys on? Oh, oh, oh just my God, there's no shortage. Alexander just to the help great. them out. Yeah. No, we could do a fucking complete Leonidas. Spartan orgy. No, like, yeah. Yeah. Spartan. Yeah. A complete yeah, Spartan orgy. There yeah. you go. Totally. Producers. Yeah. They were like, hey, we're going to go fuck everybody else also, and each other. It's War fighter to tobacco. Shields, boys. We, could, we could do 1996. <laughs> oh. Bill and Monica in the oh, Oval sure. Office. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's that's sponsored by Warfighter Actually, Tobacco. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, Warfighter Tobacco had some stuff in play. Uh, at the last election, yeah, um, and if the, the election went a little different than it went, uh, we had a brand new cigar we were about to release. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, but luckily it didn't. Yeah, and we, luckily we didn't have to release that cigar. Yeah, unfortunately Donald Trump is like he's like a he's straight edge. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Ju- we we've no, actually no, handed seen his wife. <laughs> we've actually handed Junior. Yeah, some Don cigars. Junior smokes our cigars. No, no, no. but uh, Don Senior that he doesn't drink. He or doesn't smoke. smoke. Yeah. He doesn't. He like he's he will become touch a billionaire yeah. by fucking around, man. So <laughs> no, a lot of billionaires have vice. Uh, Donald Trump's vice is pussy, obviously. Uh, <laughs> well, well, other, there's worse billionaires to have, have t- tobacco or alcohol. That's I mean, true. they. But Donald Trump, he as far as yeah. tobacco and alcohol goes, he hasn't. He's, he's a hardliner. Yeah. yeah. No. So speaking Women, of the democratic though, he's like process, Ted Nugent. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of the democratic process, that only happens Ooh. in the land of the free. That's right. And boys, Ooh. I'd like to raise this glass. Oh, 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 oh now we got to do a refill. Hold on, time that. Damn, I had such a good segue. 
Oh, you go ahead. Fuck me up. All right. Speaking of the democratic process, <laughs> it only happens in the land of the free, and I would like to raise this glass and thank every single one of you for being my freedom friends. <sighs> and we'd like to thank all of you out there for uh, being our freedom friends, you freedom-loving sons of bitches. Jack, we couldn't be happier that yeah, you're willing thanks, to come Jack. out and be thank part you. of the show thank tonight, you very man. Much, buddy. You've been an thank absolute you. blast. Uh, tell your mom. Tell your friends. You can find the Freedom Friends on any channel that you could possibly imagine. Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Fuck, there's some podcast platforms out there we found out we're on that we totally didn't even fucking sign up and for. And leave some fucking reviews, man. Leave some reviews. Jesus. Fucking A. Even if, if not for bad. us, at least for Jack. He's trying <laughs> no to start shit. a porn career. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like, share, subscribe, smash that button yeah. or whatever. Tell your mom. Yeah. Tell your mom. Tell your friends. Tell, Tell everybody. Them all. And uh, as always... Always, as always, we would like to encourage you to smoke on, drink on, and gentlemen, uh, freedom, freedom, the fuck the fuck on. freedom on. and call your mother and eat your vegetables and say your prayers to Jesus every night or Moses or Muhammad or whoever you want. Yes, yes. I vote Cthulhu. Cthulhu 2020. <laughs> choose the greatest of all evils. <laughs> Until uh, next time, guys. We love every single one of you. Fucking, we do. We'll see you next time. Uh, Later. Salute.